There we go. There it is. Wow, so exciting. Dane Zimmerman Talking guitars with Mama Kuda It's time for the Mama Kuda show With Mama Kuda You know she's all about metal Hey I have not missed this at all (laughs) (laughs) Nope It's kind of like a cold sore, right? It just comes on yeah. every week <laughs> now you're, you're you're still hitting an open wound there son i'm still got the <laughs> i still got a little bit of the flag oh. how you feeling today paulie uh better my voice is still a little rough my snot is still a little thick um mm, but i but i didn't want to be i didn't want to be accused yeah i didn't want to be accused of bullying anybody this week so i decided i would show up <laughs> just to defend yourself i don't have to defend myself <laughs> Not to you, fucking Little yard people. bullies. Yeah, <laughs> it's back. Hey, he's right. He's right below you, Paulie. If you want to just knock him on the noggin, and, no, you know, I'll just do I'll that. Just, just teabag him with my yeah, nuts let me, occasionally. Let me show you how it's done. Let me show you no. how it's done. Just do this to him. Just, just it's going to be just right, and then, and then he'll get come come in on it. Come what? Oh, oh come! He's waiting for the perfect time tonight. Oh no, I'm going to joke snipe you for the next two hours. <laughs> well, okay, we're on for three. So. You want to you want to wake up the bully? Okay, the last hour will be fine. <laughs> poke poke the bully bear. <clears throat> yeah, Kurt fifty one fifty knows. He's like, why did you even come back? I didn't come back. Here's the thing: I got a fucking order. This is the strangest thing in the world. Son, somebody's feeling his oats. Last week, last week he decides to call me a bully, and this week I get a text like three hours ago. Hey, make sure you watch Metal Lords before the show tonight. <laughs> what the fuck are you, my I, teacher? I, I, Trying to get some show prep together. I thought you guys would be like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's a great idea. You know what, John? Turn the show over to Dane. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's it's not like we prep anything else for the show. It's like Dane texted me the same text. I'm One like, time. I, I don't know if I, I don't know. No, no, no. Look, uh, Dane, I'm I'm happy. Look, I'm happy you're invested into the show. I just <laughs> I didn't One I didn't watch I tried it. To do a little show prep. No, that's good. That's good. Look, I didn't even I get didn't, a text. I didn't watch. Because I knew you the, wouldn't watch the movie. Well, he also knew I, you wouldn't talk during the episode, Johnny. <laughs> well, Dan's did like, you watch yesterday? Uh, no, I did not. But I heard it was a lot of talking. <laughs> big news yesterday. Not no, and news. we're gonna and we're gonna talk about that through the day because it's expanded news today. Um, but look, as as far as uh, as far as Dane goes, I also got a text. I didn't get a chance to watch that because. I, I figured, like, if I would have had a few days advance, yeah, I could have scheduled a movie in my schedule. What are you doing? What are I'm you doing? In, for, you've, been, you've been in Long Island for, like, I'm, seven months. I'm, I'm busy today. I got stuff to mail busy. out. I got emails to answer. I got Mama Kuda to take places. Believe me, I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Today, today I woke up. You know what today's emergency was? I woke up today. John! 
You know, my registration on my car has been expired for a month already. Did you know this? I said, how would I know this, Ma? You get your mail. You yeah, but you've been for six months. You should have seen it. I, I shouldn't have seen it. The mechanic didn't see it. I didn't see it. No, no police cared about it. It's, 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 it's almost, it's not even a month. It's a few weeks expired. But it was the end of the world because for, for, for most of the day, she's running around the house like a chicken without a head. My registration's expired. What do I do? Do I go to the DMV? Do I go online? And why didn't I see it in the mail? Did you get the mail? I didn't see it in the mail. Did you see it in the mail? Look on the car. See what day it expired. Are you sure it's expired? What do I do with it now? This went on until at one point during lunch, she finally just said, okay, it's done. Huh? What? What's done? I, I finished my registration. I did it online. That Okay, that's it. Tragedy narrowly averted, you know? Well, you know, they charge all those hidden fees. And uh, do you know how to take that sticker off when the new one arrives? Yeah, I know how to take the fucking sticker off. I mean, what, what, what else? It's a razor blade. What's to know? You put the new sticker over top of the old one. You know, and then, and then, you know, just when I had a few minutes of peace, I thought, okay, today will be a calm day. You know, the doctor wants to stick something down my throat now. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, Wait, I know what? A lot of men want to stick something down your throat. What are you talking about? Well, they want to stick something down my throat <laughs> to take a look. And he says he's got a special tool. I'm like, Ma, I think this is a, I think this is just the doctor trying to get a blowjob from you. And no, no, no. They they want to send a camera down there and see what's going on. And I said, well, that's a kinky guy. I guess I guess they started making those GoPros, uh, you know, in in porn size. But okay, yeah, we'll go with it, Ma. You know, but, but th- I have plenty to do. Trust me. There's a lot of there's a lot of handling to to go on for me. I don't like the idea wow. of you handling handling your mother. That's a it's the way I thing. hand, the way I hand, I manhandle her. I like to handle her. I like the way she's handled. I I need my I mean, problems handled. Handling, yes. I I need to. I need some problems handled. Uh, you're she, doing she, a, John. I need you to handle me. I I need some problems handled. Here's twenty five thousand dollars and an address. Handle Ooh. it. You have my attention. <laughs> I know a guy. I thought I had your attention when Mama Kuda needed something shoved down her throat. Oh, come on. That's just. Sorry. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, you get commercials on your show. Yeah. Nice. Very Congratulations, man. Why? Is he a doctor now? Yeah. No, he said he has a. Well, now I forgot. Syphilis? What did he say? He said Remedia? he's got a brand new Frankie relic arriving Friday. Oh, oh, that's that's different. That's even better, dude. That's different. That's even better. Congrats, man! Great guitars. Big news! Big news! Good stuff. Hey, let's uh, let's say hello to everyone out there. Uh, in the audience who we love and appreciate, but especially let's give a big uh, shout out to our executive producers, the big bosses. These guys paid money to be here. Do you believe it? Not that, not that we see any of it, but yeah, we, I was going to say, we don't see any pay, of that money. Yeah. They, they paid money to be here. So we might as well give them a shout out because they're, they're the ones responsible for all the lawsuits we get initiated. 
So let's give a thank you to executive producers Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Labs, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, ADHD Sharp, Michael B, Arhabs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen, Linny Lou, who I hope is feeling better, and my little geriatric sex kitten Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martinwood, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Those Carmichael? are the fools. I mean, uh, the people that uh, have uh, paid money to uh, the executive producers. If you'd like to become an executive producer of the show, be a channel member, click the join button. Johnny, where's that join button? It's right below the 18 thumbs ups. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, you guys. And of course, if you like the show, if you're one of the few, even my mother's not, uh, you can leave a review for us on Google. I don't know how, Paulie, but the, the reviews have been rave reviews, actually. Have you read these reviews? They're actually good. I don't no. think they're watching the right show. I, I don't think they're no. watching the show. <laughs> or, they're, or, they're, or they're fake reviews that we're all writing under assumed names. Yeah, Dane, did you did you fill in one of those under another name or something? No, I I didn't I didn't participate in that. I probably should get on there and write you a review. You didn't fill out seventeen of them under different names. These reviews no, are really good. That. The, the people are saying we're funny and they're entertaining, and I, I don't understand. They're those are all us. lies. Those are all they the, are lies, and I'm wondering why. Lies. Why? There's always a conspiracy. There's a reason. Did you do this, Blue Rhino? Did you? Well, I didn't do nothing. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, listen, anyway, thank you for the nice Google reviews. We really love and appreciate them. And we love and appreciate you, our audience. So welcome, 10 minutes in, to Talking Guitars and 80s Metal <laughs> Live. Uh, All right, I'm going to put the Johnny, channel, I'm put the Johnny channel, on a word Johnny count. Bean. Huh? I'm going to put it, Johnny, on a word count. I'm going to say less than 100 for the show. Johnny gets uh, less than I'll 100 take, words I'll take in. the under on that. I'll take the under on that. I mean, since... Hold on, other... Johnny. You're making me lose already. Don't don't say nothing unnecessary. <laughs> every time I talk, I, I actually have to cough. So that's actually... Ah today. <laughs> this is what happened. This is why. That's because Dane called me last week. It came through the phone and got to you. You got the schmeg. Yeah, actually, I started feeling it last Tuesday while I was sitting here. I started feeling kind of strange, and then the whole sense now is just like a weird, just strange. You mean Stephen Strange? Is that who you were feeling? I don't know. Hmm. Mark Dillon. New member. package, dude. Nice. Thank you, Mark Dillon. Way to go, Mark Dillon, rising in the ranks. Uh, Johnny, give a give a, a a roll call if you could. Let's see. We got this. Is my way of getting Johnny to talk, boy. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but that's gonna get okay. put him on the over, you idiot. We got oh, Alice oh, Martinez, Andy oh, Carson. Thank you again, Andy Carson, for the uh, the prize you gave out on when was that Friday? Thank you so much, man. Giving out prizes. Um, Bozik. Cameron Brown, Christopher Live Sawa, Dan of New Jersey, Gretch Zeppelin, Hip Metalworks, Janice Lala, Joe Hervey 84, Keith Campbell, Kevin Cochell, Kai Matthews, Mark Dillon, again, welcome, 
Megatod707, Michael B. So you changed your name back from ADHD Sharp now to Michael B.E. It means uh, more graphics work for Johnny. Uh, yeah. Mike Neese, <laughs> Mr. Mick, Octopus Ears, R2R3 Locking Nut, Robert Ranford, Rock Daddy, Sherman Callahan, Symmetry. Symmetry, I missed you guys on GTA last night because I uh, had to go to bed. Uh, Thomas Santiago, Vistalite, 1972, Warlag, Yostinator, and probably several, several more people. And he's there, Paul. You win. He's there. Yeah. That was over 100. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. Welcome. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of speculation. Real quick, just to address something Bozik brought up. Uh, Bozik brought up, Mancuda, when, when does your movie come out? Uh, there's two of them coming out later this year. The first one actually had an advanced screening in LA last night uh, called I Am Gitmo, G-I-T-M-O, after the, um, the, the camp, the, uh, the, the, the prison camp, Gitmo. And uh, there was an advanced screening in Los Angeles last night. I did not attend. A lot of people I knew attended and all sent me um, messages that the, the movie looks really cool and it was good. And I was uh, really sad that I couldn't be there. So if anyone from the movie is watching, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. But I'll, I'll attend another screening another time. But uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for the screen grab. Um, uh, let's see. Who sent me, who sent me that one? Um, whoever sent me the screen grab, thank you. Um, glad you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, so that'll, that'll be coming out first, apparently, since they did an advanced screening of that. I am Gitmo, G-I-T-M-O. Um, otherwise, how was everyone's Easter? How was everyone's Passover? Uh, I, 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 don't I don't do it. Yeah, all right well that was cool yeah <laughs> did, good. did blue, good blue rhino had some cadbury cream eggs and called it a day <laughs> i uh i uh cut my grass at my house i could see you dane dressing as a bunny and terrorizing children running through the streets uh in arizona i could see that what do you want with my eggs what are you doing with those put those damn eggs down kids <laughs> you know those cadbury cream eggs commercials you know where we're sure. looking for a replacement for the cadbury bunny and they have like a cat and a lion and a giraffe and i could just see dane with the bunny ears bok 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 great yeah set me up with that gig that would be fun I would love that. Hey, I, there, listen, there's, there, an, is, there's an opening for I could for never be an actor. I, I know. I could never be an actor. I can't remember the what? lines. None of that. Line schmines. Just do improv. I'm not good at that either. Just do silent movies. Neither are we, and we're here. <laughs> Just do prawn. Let's see. <laughs> no, you guys are good at improv. We are? We are. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're very good at improv. Speaking of which. Whose absolutely. line is it anyway, right? Was that the big improv show from back in the day? Was it? 
Yeah, well, oh, back in the day, what was that? The forties? Yeah, uh, no, the. Uh, <laughs> Whose line, who's line is it anywhere? It was a great show. I yeah. never saw it. Who was the host of that again? Drew Drew Carey. Yeah. Drew Carey was the. Oh, host. That, there's a modern version of that then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was back in the late nineties, early two thousands. I never watched it. I, let's see, the late nineties. I was. Uh, well, I was contemplating suicide because the music scene sucked. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! There you go. There was the late nineties. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see what we got here. How's Drew Perry um, doing these days? Still making eight million, right? Yeah, making nine million dollars a year to work four days a week, twenty weeks a year. He's doing just better fine. than us. He's, He's doing yeah, better than us. Yeah. He's doing just fine. He's lost some weight. Spirits all gray and everything now. Speaking of which, uh, happy birthday today to former host on the show David Nesdall. Wish, uh, wish my buddy Dave Nesdall. Speaking uh, of gray hair, is that, is that well? Well, he said, speaking of gray beard and, and lost weight, David Nesdall. Speaking uh, of old, just just remind me, Jesus. And one still one year older of, today. Happy he's still birthday doing a lot of live streams and, and stuff like that. He's got his own channel. Yeah, he's got his own thing. We wish him well. And, and uh, you know, he's a friend. And, uh, you know, I just want to wish him a public happy birthday. And if you haven't wished Dave happy birthday, go on Facebook. Wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. Actually, wish him happy birthday in the chat here and smash a thumbs up for his birthday. There we go. That's Smash right, Johnny. Up. That's that's an opportunity for Johnny to to in benefit fact, it, for somebody else. Yeah, in, fa in fact, if you want to celebrate Dave's birthday the right way, you can change Johnny's lights by hitting a super <laughs> chat in Dave's honor. Those are the birthday lights back there. Yes, birthday lights. <laughs> Happy birthday! Hit the like button. Happy birthday! birthday. You know, you send some punches. Happy birthday, birthday Tessie Switch, another up. free shit. <laughs> <laughs> and what better way to celebrate Dave's birthday than with delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Sponsor of the show. Proud sponsor of the show. Dave loves delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. You should send a box to my buddy Dave. Uh care of uh well uh, well send uh dave a box they probably care have you over there somewhere they, they send it there and um <laughs> let's see uh colonel's gourmet popcorn and more delicious <laughs> colonel's gourmet popcorn nuts chocolate uh candy all sorts of treats and when you mention dave nesdall uh johnny bean or jay hannon you get more product more product. They give you bigger bags of that delicious popcorn, those nuts, that candy-coated yumminess, that chocolatey goodness. It is so good. Thank you, Alice Martinez. really is. It's the best popcorn out there. Buy Dave a box for his birthday or get yourself some and celebrate at home. The big event. Colonel's Delicious Gourmet Popcorn and more. Thank you, Colonel's. Mmm. Wonderful stuff. Can you go for that right now? Yeah. Yeah. Right, James uh, Thank you, James There you go. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Thank you, James J. You seeing awesome. this, boy? Awesome. I didn't see what James did. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Dave. Nice job. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, James J. 
Thank you, James J. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, I see you don't have the green screen behind you any any longer. So you were able to clean up the crime scene there behind you. Yeah, what was the blood splatter huh? on the wall? Oh, what you're happened? talking about last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, last. Yeah, what, last what was the got, deal with that? I, I I just I had to have the green screen set up. Um, what was going on behind it? Did you have the brothel going? What what happened? He was finally taking his Christmas tree down or something. Yeah, Christmas tree had been up and um, <laughs> everything else. Pump smashed pumpkins everywhere. You know, all that blood stuff. splatter. Uh, Traced Spring outline food. on the ground. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. And in other big news, uh, Mexican pizza is coming back to Taco Bell. If you oh. like the Mexican pizza, smash that like button. Isn't Mexican pizza just quesadilla? Uh, it's actually, um, let's see. It's, it's a taco basically flattened with, you know, the, yeah, it's I mean, to me, to me, it's qu quesadilla. It's got dough. It's got cheese. It's got, well, no, it's not, it's not dough. It's, it's the, it's the crunchy taco shell bottom. Then it's got uh ground well, beef pizza. or whatever that is. And, and, uh, and, and refried beans. Then another taco shell on top of it. And then that's you more have lasagna the, the than it is pizza. that shit. Yeah, that's almost like Mexican lasagnas, really. Yeah, it's not a Mexican but it, but pizza would be. But it's flat and round, so it's basically a taco shell flattened out. But it's it's good. <laughs> okay. Christopher Live Sour yes, says, "Okay, we got all these keto. flat taco shells. What can we do with all these flat taco shells?" Johnny, well, bring a photo of it up on screen because there's a good there's a good photo of it. Taco Bell's promoting that looks pretty damn good. Is that from Taco Bell's website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks good. I that's think coming that's back. Basically, isn't that a quesadilla, though? Honestly, kind of. Yeah, a, a decom a de de uh, constructed taco flat. It's like an open quesadilla. Quesadildo. <laughs> <laughs> Octopus here says their beef is full of substitutes. You mean substitute teachers? They they brutalize them and chop oh. them up. Is that what it is? Oh, that's not. That's gross. Mm -hmm. That's a. It does sometimes. Mexican pizza honestly, is people. It does honestly give you the runs sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. What time does it not? Yeah, that thing. That thing's delicious, though. I. You know what's funny? When I go to Taco Bell here in New York, because that's we don't really have great Mexican food out here in New York, so we hit Taco Bell. Uh, I always get like the Taco Supremes. And that's that's like my go-to. I get those, maybe a chicken quesadilla, but that's my go-to is the Taco Supremes. When I'm in Los Angeles, we have thousands of delicious, amazing taco trucks selling street tacos, like real deal, good, authentic stuff. So I get those. I don't right. even know why, though, but I'm so excited that the Mexican pizza is coming back. Well, I'm sure the next time you add Taco Bell, order one, eat it, and then your all the excitement will go away, and you'll be over it. Yeah, I'll go right out my colon. Blast right out my colon, and hmm. I mean blast. Yeah, there. I I, I liked the, the the chicken chalupa. Chalupa, where, or the the fried chicken chalupa, where 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 it was all like fried chicken. Remember that one? It was it was fried chicken, like like KFC fried chicken, like, like nope, breaded. like instead, 
Yeah, instead of bread, instead of chalupa bread, it's just fried chicken wrapped and then with the stuff inside it. I think I remember something like that. They're, those are pretty good. Yeah, if you live in L.A., you don't get Taco Bell. There, there's no reason to because there's all-night taco trucks. There's delicious, amazing right. taco trucks. But out here in New York, where you know where I am right now at Mama Kuda's, um, there is great deli, great bagels, great pizza, but there is not really great Mexican, not on impulse. And I love Taco Bell, <laughs> but, you know, it's not, you know, authentic stuff you get in Los Angeles. It's not, you know, the the, the no. street tacos, you know. No, I actually don't. I don't I don't eat Taco Bell or junk food like that. So it's fun to look at, but I don't eat I don't eat tacos. I don't eat Mexican. You never food. get that I, 2 a.m. <laughs> craving, Paulie? No. If I do, it's I grab one of those shitty Tina's microwave burritos oh well though those things that's like a, a an anal torpedo i mean mm-hmm. that thing holy mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. they should send they should send a bunch of those to ukraine you want to beat the russians here's how better to than do taco it. bell here's how to do it create mud slicks out of your ass that their tanks can't get through better than taco bell and cheaper those are those ones you get like oh they're like a dollar each <laughs> yeah they're like three three for a dollar tina's tina's three, three burritos. for a dollar Oh, 33 awesome. cents of quality. Yep. Worth it. What <laughs> is it? Is it meat and beans or just beans? It's some sort of gruel. It's <laughs> it's I don't know what it is. I don't care. I don't even look at the label. I don't give a shit. It's probably got 9,000 oh, grams you give of sodium a shit. per bite. You give, you give a shit. Believe me, after one of those, you give a lot of shit. No, they're good. 33 <clears throat> cents of quality. I can only imagine what the ingredients are. Don't care. I know what goes in a hot dog, and I eat that too. Yeah, well, lips and assholes, but we love hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Barbacoa street tacos are out of hand. Yeah, I I love street tacos, man. They're they're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. Street tacos is a good band name, by the way. Oh yeah, it is. That's also what I call prostitutes on the corner. Street tacos. <laughs> That's not at all racist. Dish tacos. <laughs> Where's it racist? <laughs> tacos, another name for the VJJ. Pink tacos. Uh, so you, you guys in the chat all seem to like it. 7-Eleven burritos. Or they could sell them at the Can you guys circle. hear my eye? Get them big, giant burritos. Like yeah. Big. I hear that. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, he's congested. It sounds like you're finger fucking someone on the air. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's my eye. I made that. I made that sound when I jerk off. Yep. There you go. Do you ever see that where people can drink milk and then squeeze it somehow and it comes out of their eye sockets? While Seriously, I jerk can off. do that. While they have oh. it in their mouth, they can somehow do something and squeeze it, and the shit comes out of their up nose and their eye sockets. I mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna meet a girl that I can come in her mouth and she'll blink and like a drop of my jizz will trickle <laughs> down like a tear. If I can meet that woman, I will put a ring on your finger. Wow. That's that's <laughs> that's my new thing. A cock ring. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in uh, in a dating profile soon. I'm gonna go on a dating a website. And I'm gonna just looking for a girl that can um, have my ejaculate dripping out her tear ducts. Hi, Ellie. <laughs> Great timing on that one, Paul. Thank you. And, and I'm gonna play Asia's "Don't Cry" during that song. Don't cry now that I found you. Don't cry. I love that Shoot my jizz I'm around you. Band. I can't help it. I love that band, Asia. They were a good band. Asia was great. <clears throat> the first, first album. First album, first album is, is interesting. Yeah. Same the thing. First it's, two. The first a two. Lo a lot of those records, it's interesting with those, those sort of side bands. Asia, GTR, Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, Howe. Those were all these. Saga. All they're all yes. Well, Saga wasn't a yes offshoot. Saga was a was a band unto itself. In fact, all that stuff has been re-released for some stupid reason. Um, because it's good. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird that it's being like that. Uh, of all the band, like for Record Store Day, which is this weekend, uh, go out and support your local record store. They're re-releasing. They're re-releasing the first Detective record um, on vinyl. And I thought to myself, in what world did somebody think that that was a, de a high demand item? Now, don't get me no. wrong. I. I own everything Detective has released. They're a, a great band. It's Michael DeBar, um, oh. and, it, and it was basically a band that was on Swan Song Records that sounded somewhat like Led Zeppelin. In fact, Andy Johns was the was the engineer producer. And if you listen to some Detective music, you'll hear a distinct John Bonham drum sound. It's really really good band. They weren't, you know, they were like you had you had Zeppelin, Bad Company, and Detective were all sort of on the same label. And Detective was a pretty good band, but they opened for Kiss back in the seventies. Nobody cares. To give you an idea who Detective was, remember the mm -hmm. uh, episode of WKRP in Cincinnati where they had the band Scum of the Earth came in to WKRP <laughs> to do the in-studio and they played? That was that actually was Detective. It was Detective. They played the band Scum of the Earth. I think that um, was you that sent me a copy of the album. You sent me the, the digital of the album or a link to it pretty or good. something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the, you like them. I remember. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. But in what world did somebody thought, okay, this is worthy of printing up, you know, a couple thousand of these things for record store day? <laughs> there was an episode of WKRP where the sales rep guy that wore the white shoes and everything, he went into a stereo shop, and the guy trying to sell stereo equipment, home stereo equipment, put on a record, and it was a Van Halen song. It was on fire, I think. But nice. 10 seconds of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they paid for that. That was uh, Van Halen's uh, television. Uh, first time on television right there. Hearing their music. Hell Hellstorm brings up uh, Asia's album, Aria. I never heard Aria. He says Al Petrelli was on it. I, I know Asia, Alpha, Astra. And then after that, I kind of lost interest. Did you? Did either of you guys hear uh, Aria? No, the first record. The first record is good. And that's and I, even Alpha, I, I didn't even get into. The second um, record has maybe three good songs on it, like half of second Side record. Board. Second record, Alpha had had a, a bunch of videos done for it, and then and the third good. album had with Don't Cry, had a different guitar player. Don't Cry was on what the first or second album? I think it was on the third. No, the third. I didn't remember anything. The third was Astra, and the I don't only, remember only... anything pop coming off of there. The only songs that still get played on the radio, the heat of the moment still gets played on the radio, and that's it. Um, and don't I mean, cry. I, I thought I, mean, I thought Soul Survivor was a great song. 
That was yeah. a great song. Yeah, Soul Survivor, I thought, was one Only of the time songs. locale was a radio hook back in the day. Yeah. Bozik brings up Cinderella as the Pat's Dogs band. Yeah, Cinderella, oh, yeah. But, but Cinderella didn't call themselves the Pat's Dogs band. They were in that Pat's Dogs commercial, and they sang the Pat's Dog jingle that they made. But mm-hmm. they, they, they even said at the beginning, we're Cinderella for Pat's Dogs. So they were still playing that commercial as Cinderella. Pat's Dogs! The cook is never tired! And what's That's funny, awesome. they thought that would somehow help their career, right? It did. Well, well, here we are 40 years later talking about it. I know, but is that what helped their career? Because I never saw that until like a well, year well, ago. Well, it was, a local, they, it was a local eatery in Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia, a local Jersey. hot dog stand they would always hit after <laughs> local gigs because they were playing bars. And they saw that that place wanted to advertise on MTV. So they said, you know, hey, if we do a commercial with them, we'll technically be on MTV. And they were. So that actually got on before any of their videos. Oh, wow. So think about that. Uh, let's see. A member of Cinderella. I, I think Cinderella ben his- never got their due. Needed to sell his Porsche to a local pro audio guy when he went broke. I didn't know that. That sucks. <laughs> I know it wasn't Tom Kiefer because Tom's no, doing Je- fine. Jeff. Jeff was a screw up. Jeff Labar. Yeah, that's so sad. I got, I got, I got one of his. Uh, I got his his um, gem guitar from the Long Cold Winter tour. Sad, real sad loss. Now you know he, he he was certainly a uh, uh, an interesting. I think I told you the story of when Cinderella opened for Motley Crue, and somebody lost their gig that night because Jeff's um, amp wall something wasn't working correctly, and he couldn't hear his guitar. And he basically took this was at the Providence Civic Center. So if anybody in the chat was at this show, you'll remember this. Um, Jeff took his guitar off and basically threw it through a four by twelve on stage. He was pissed and and stormed off stage in the middle of a song. I think they were doing I don't know push push or something. Somebody saved me or something like that. It was it wasn't one of the big songs, but you couldn't hear his guitar. Um, I think it was somebody saved me. Um, and and he just he was yelling at the guy off the stage and yelling and yelling and yelling. He took the guitar off and the you know neck first through the four by twelve. Like you see stereotypically in every every rock star movie. Very cliche, but but genuine. But you know what? You have to when you have to lash out. That's that's your target. You just see like the speaker's not giving you the music. You just take your guitar neck through. Bam! That's it. It's better than what Chris Holmes did. Chris Holmes took it out on on the board guy. He just over the audience's head, just fucking tomahawked it, (laughs) just trying to hit the guy. I mean, that's how you got the yellow shit guitar broken in two pieces. He just was like, fuck this, and he just like, you! And he's just like, ah! That's so dangerous. Yeah, it's super, super dangerous. What if he Speaking of Chris Holmes, by the way, speaking of Chris Holmes, he wouldn't have a career today. Well, he was oh, trying he was. to hit someone in the face. The the the, the, the soundboard guy. <laughs> Back in the eighties, there wasn't all the lawsuits. If you get hurt at a freaking cool concert somewhere, it was it's a good story. A good story. It's a yeah. good story. A There's story. no lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chris I mean, Holmes, I mean, I was molested at a killer dwarf show. 
Yeah. <laughs> we we want to, and you didn't sue for that? No, uh, no. But I've been through years of therapy. I'm trying to recreate that that situation. <laughs> so Once is that girl? She's she's she reaches behind her in the subway and just starts pumping guys. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were I thought you were near <clears> the fall. <throat> Uh, let's wish, let's wish, uh, from our show to, uh, Chris Holmes and Kathy Sarah Holmes, uh, well wishes. <laughs> Excuse me. Chris is going through, uh, his sixth week of treatment now for his, uh, his throat cancer. And apparently Thursday will be his last day of radiation. So here's a big shout out and well wishes from us to you, Chris. Um, I know we have friends in that camp and, and I know Kathy sometimes catches the show. So, uh, well wishes from us to you for uh, a good, speedy healing recovery on your throat cancer, Chris. There you go. Yes. All the best, man. That's a horrible thing to have to go and, through. And Wasp is not the same band without Chris Holmes in it. It's great with Chris Holmes in it. Yeah, and Chris Chris was talking uh, in, in some interviews about you know the whole thing with he never got paid as a member of Wasp. You know, the whole well, idea got, is... Yeah. He never he got found paid out as a years songwriter. later. Yeah. He found out years <clears throat> later that the only one of the band that the record label actually signed to contract was Blackie, and that he was listed in the songwriting credits as session player, session player. So he's sued multiple times and he's won twice, um, you know, for songwriting credits that you know he didn't get the opportunity for the rights of, or or you know the royalties he should have. Blackie's the only one that's gotten paid that way in the band. Everyone else is, you know, a session player for hire. I saw a little meme and it was Blackie Lawless, but they had Jackie Chan's face. So they called it Jackie Lawless. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, Blackie certainly ate the profits, if uh, if anything. So. Yeah, he, lo he looks like Fat Dana Delaney. Jeez. I mean, I, I can't deny the guy's credit, but man, that, that just sucks. That's, that's the thing about the music business, especially back in the day. It was just so underhanded that if you really didn't know what you were doing in what you were signing or not getting the chance to sign, uh, you really gotten screwed. Just ask Jakey e. Lee. Yeah, there was no, I mean, the average guy didn't know what publishing rights meant. You know, publishing rights. Publish? What What are they going to publish? Like even Tom Petty was like, publishing rights? I don't know what that is. Is it in case somebody publishes like a songbook of Tom Petty songs? He had no idea what the publishing was about. And what's what's really funny is Jackie says and uh, Blackie says in interviews he's like look I, I you know I didn't uh, do the business end of it I don't know what happened with Chris and you know what happened with Randy and you know I I know what I signed I knew what to look for and and that's what I signed but you know I, you can't hold me accountable for you know and Chris is like Blackie told me I can't have Wasp without you I need you to be a part of this band you are part of the sound I can't do Wasp without you right at the beginning and, and he's right you know yeah and looking at the song credits you know Chris got some songwriting credit on the album jacket but on a technical level as a <clears throat> session player not as a full member of the band there this was no full members of the band this is a problem with any band situation. If unless it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and whatever it is, the Heartbreakers and the E Street Band, those are interchangeable parts. But when you're a band 
like Cinderella, like Wasp, like Van Halen, like when you're a band and the four or five or six, depending on many members of the band, make up the entirety of the band and the chemistry of the band, then everything should be split four ways. I don't give a shit who wrote the songs or who wrote the solo or whose guitar cable it is or whatever it is. When you are four people together as a partnership in one corporation, everything gets split four ways. I agree. That's my opinion. And, That's the way I think it should be. I agree. And this is this is the problem. I, I hate to reiterate this. This is the problem. I'm going to vent for a second. This is the problem that we had with Popcorn the Band. You had Johnny, Paulie, myself, Blue Rhino, all agreeing to split it. JoJo the Chimp was the only one of the five of us that was like, I want more exposure. I want my own album cover. I want special editions. I want more royalties. I want more songwriting. Fuck him. Fuck you, Jojo. I uh that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna unlike you, I'm going to abide by the terms of the non-disclosure agreement we signed. Well, let him sue me again. <laughs> Just so tired of it. Fuck but yeah, yeah, to but me, to me, to me if it's really messed up when you put Jojo the monkey's butt right on the album cover. That that was a bad decision, right? That there. wasn't my choice. That wasn't at all my choice. That was yeah, no. that was a contract negotiation. <laughs> I'm leaving the band if you right in the middle of a fucking tour. Now there's a, there, and, and and there's like a temp. It looked like a baboon. And I think there's a there's there's a a caveat to that. I think if you're a if you're a Phil X or you're a Hugh McDonald or you're one of those guys that came in after the band was established, I think you get an equal share of whatever happens moving forward. But I think that yeah. when you're touring with the band, when you're touring with the band, you get whatever the uh, you know a fifth of whatever the band makes for that show. And, and you know, look, if you're that's one of the things that I think a band should agree to. If you're hiring somebody, you're paid whatever that position pays. Um, and 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 to me, if it takes all four members of Led Zeppelin to make Led Zeppelin, then all four members get the same amount of money. If it takes all four members, you know, I mean, the police. I can't imagine anybody else in the police. I can't imagine anyone else in you two. You know what I mean? I can imagine two, Johnny in the police because Johnny can imagine it. But you two be in the police. But my point being, you know, those those <laughs> those guys, Rush, for example, if they were to go back out and they're not going to, despite his 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 wet dream to the contrary, they're not going to go back out as Rush with Mike Portnoy. That's not going to happen. Let's all stop talking about it. But if they were to do that. Mike Portnoy would be a hired gun. And if they make a record moving forward, then yes, he gets a portion of, you know, a third of whatever that is. But remember, Neil wrote all the songs in Rush. So it's very difficult, you know, for all the lyrics anyway. Uh, it would be very difficult for them to write that moving forward. There's a reason why the Rush so album none of sold. Them would be making none of them would be making any money going forward. If they well, no, if you look at if you look at what uh what Getty Lee's um, solo record did, and you look at what the Victor album did from Alex Lifeson, you realize what those guys, what their potential is as a contributor, because they were already in an amazing, massive band. The Victor record and the Getty Lee records should have sold. They should have those those. You know, the first time a member of Rush does a solo record, those records should have sold, but they didn't because they weren't good. And let me point out, Can't Drive 55 brought up what I was just about to bring up. Michael Anthony during the 2004 Van Halen tour. To be a part of that tour, he had to sign away his rights to the songs, to the logo, to the merch, just to get on that tour. 
that's fucked. I'm yeah, sorry. That's harsh. Yeah, I always heard rumors that management made more money than Michael Anthony made. They well, did. Michael, management makes a percentage. So whatever the they band did. got per show, if the band got a million per show, the management made their 10% or whatever it was. But to, to make Michael Anthony a higher gun, I mean, that sounds just like sour, gra- sour grapes later on. And uh, it's very right Sharon Osbourne to- in its in its assholeness. Yeah. Wow. Sherman Callahan. Look at that super chat. Holy shit. It's a blue hippo cyborg. We're going to send those into Ukraine. Blue hippo cyborgs. Look at that. <laughs> I think the audience Sherman. is just completely shocked. We're actually talking about 80s guitars and metal. Well, we were talking we about my mother right and, and pizza tacos. So, I, <laughs> so we've, we've moved on to music. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is is a dark moment in Van Halen history. Um, And and speaking of Van Halen, we might we might as well dive into the the big story that's been circulating the Internet the last few days. Uh, So Jason Newstead, I think, broke it first that he was approached for a Van Halen tribute tour. And uh, that alone comes as a shock to me, because as members of the family, you already have Wolfgang in the family as an established bass player of the band, number one. Number two, you have Michael Anthony, who should be included no matter what incarnation they do of a tribute to it. And number three, that's the first guy that's approached, or the first guy at least to break their silence of being approached. A day later, Joe Satriani broke his silence and admitted he was approached to be the guitar end of a Van Halen tribute band uh, tour. And shortly after, David Lee Roth broke his silence that he also said uh, regarding that, that there's something they're trying to brew down. And in a nutshell, he feels that with that, there should be two people for each position. They He felt that on bass... It should be Jason Newstead. I don't know where that name even came from regarding Van Halen um, and Michael Anthony. Drums, it should be Alex and Tommy Lee, which kind of throws in the face the stadium tour that Molly Cruz doing. And, and I don't know what will happen with them and that, but it's so far Molly Cruz still on that bill. And then for you know guitar, he said Satriani and Steve Lukather – and then take it one step. Why would it be Satriani and Luca? They're not Satriani and say Vi or someone like that. But I digress. And then vocals, he said, it would have to be me and Pink. Pink? Where the fuck did Pink come out of there when you have, number one, Sammy Hagar. Number two, if you really want to, I know this is going to twist Paul's nuts in a moment, but Mitch Malloy. And then, Mitch Malloy. You know, what? What? Who's with Great White, by the way? With with all due respect. Um, and then on on top of that, you you really should have something you look at that Chicken Foot is already Joe Satriani, Michael Anthony, and Sammy Hagar. So if you're gonna do something like that, first of all. I, I don't stand against this tour because 
my, my thoughts on it are that if the family wants a tribute tour, which apparently Wolfgang was behind it out of the gate and Alex Van Halen is behind it now, you know, trying to put something together and it's not bringing new Van Halen and replacing Eddie and all that stuff. It's basically saying, look, let's do a tribute tour and let's have someone playing Eddie's parts and let's get some of the old band back together and do some tributes. I think if you're going to do a tour like that, you should have a lot of the best guitars coming out, laying out a tribute song or two each. You should have Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, Slash. I mean, pick pick who's who and just have them do a tribute song each as guitarists filling the gap. While on bass, you should have Wolfie and Michael Anthony alternating. On vocals, you should have Roth and Hagar alternating. Maybe Gary for one song, uh, and uh, and Michael Anthony on on drum. I'm sorry, and um, Alex Van Halen on drums throughout the whole thing. I mean, I think that would be the appropriate tribute tour, um, you know. And if Wolfgang is busy doing his own thing, he should at least have Mammoth as the opening act of this of this tour. He should be involved. He absolutely should be involved. Um, Matt I would love to see Mammoth is out playing everywhere. Still, okay, for... but but I I'm sure as a tribute to the Van Halen legacy, and that's what I would call it is the Van Halen legacy tour. Because let's let's not forget Eddie is gone, but there's still two living members of the family Van Halen. And while this is basically a tribute to Eddie, who obviously greatest guitarist in the world, uh, the the heart and soul of Van Halen, the essence of Van Halen, he still leaves behind a legacy of a brother and a son, okay? And both of them want something done in Eddie's name. And I, th I think really the idea of having an all-star lineup playing with the surviving members of the band in tribute to eddie that's that's what i would want to see that's what i would travel to see because look let's face facts you're not going to get van hell anymore eddie's dead eddie's dead greatest loss in music history eddie's dead okay but if you're going to put together a tribute maybe donate half the proceeds to eddie's favorite charity that would be great but you're having the the whole thing of you know Hagar, Roth, Michael Anthony, Alex, I think rotating guitarists in and out is a tribute. My opinion, I would want to see that. That's that's where I stand. But something, something is in the works. I don't think a rotating thing of guitarists, but apparently they've got something they're working on right now that they're they're trying to put together. What do you guys think of that? What are your thoughts? Um, I'll go first real quick. I talked about this yesterday for like, like an hour and a half or something. Um, well, we'll skip this. Go so, to yesterday's video. So yeah, <laughs> watch yesterday's video for my comments on there that. But did you guys, I don't know if anybody even saw this. I saw this. Did you see Nuno Betancourt commented on this whole thing? Not yet. Did you see that? Nuno, okay. who's Here. that? I saw, I saw, Ooh. I saw Newstead, I saw Satriani, and I saw Roth. Check this out. Nobody else saw this. What is it? It's Nuno talking about the entire situation. Well, well Johnny, read it, read it. Don't make <clears> this, <throat> this uh, squint. This, this was on Instagram. Some people are driving while they hear this podcast. 
Ah, here goes my word count. Nuno Betancourt official <laughs> said there is only one way to do it right. To do this right, don't do it. Of course. But it's a scarier prospect to think about them doing it and it being an embarrassment. So at the very least, if it's truly paying tribute to Edward, it can only be I can't even read. It can o- it can only be and must be all three original remaining members. Love and respect Wolfie and and why his dad wanted him there. But this shit went way too long. Michael is a, uh, is a, uh, what's that word? Your voiceover skills Integral? are terrific, John. Integral. I know. I've been sick for a week. All right, where, where are you? Integral uh, part of Van Halen. His, his voice. voice in those harmonies is a big part of their sound and DNA. His minimalist approach to bass and the way he locked in with Alex is what supported Edward's genius and space to shine the way he did. Perfection. I agree. More impor- Thank you, Dan. But more <laughs> important than all that, Mike's chemistry, his passion, his smile. Van Halen was a party band, and Mike was the heart of that fun and party. Dave cannot be Dave without his party partner in crime, and we saw that missing since Mike was gone. Shameful and sad, actually, that he never toured with them again. Must have been painful him, painful for him, as he is not as he is the sweetest dude on the planet. And did not deserve that alienation. Lastly, who plays the part of Edward? Me. Just kidding. Here's the thing. Michael Anthony, I agree, should play everything that Michael Anthony played. And Wolfgang should play the later stuff that Wolfgang played. Yeah, that'd be cool. Johnny, you have your point? Have you made your point? That'd be cool. Uh, I made it yesterday. I have no problem uh, with it as far as uh, a guitar player. Would you player, want to see it? I, I would see it. I think Satriani would be great doing it as long as it's Satriani being Satriani and not trying to be Eddie. I just I don't want to see anybody trying to be Eddie. Would no, you no, only want to see Satriani or would you want to see a rotation of players? Uh... I, I I wouldn't I don't know. I mean I'd want to see an all-star on guitar. It doesn't matter who's on guitar. I mean nobody's going to be Eddie, but I'd want to see basically a, a who's who of guitarists playing in rotation and I'd want a, a percentage of it going to Eddie's favorite charity. If we're doing a tribute, let's do a tribute. Cuz just having Satriani I think it's just filling in. Satriani filling in would be great. Steve I filling in would be great. Nuno filling in would be great. Caleb Rappaport. There's a couple other guys, but. um, I'd want to see Caleb. No shit. I'd want to see Caleb uh, playing a song. Vic Johnson from the circle. We've seen Vic from the circle playing a ton of that stuff. And honestly, to me, I'm not like super impressed with his playing. I mean, he does a good enough job, but I'm not super impressed with Vic's playing. So I would rather see a Steve Vai go in there and tear that shit up. I'd want to see everyone that is a who's who tear it up. It's a tribute. It's a right. tribute. And it's got to be, there's got to be some stakes. There's got to be some charity effect of it. Because if you're just going to play a tribute, where's the money going? It's not fair that the money isn't going all to or a portion of it at least to Eddie's favorite charity. There's got to be a true tribute to Eddie. 
And that's a tribute. Doing something Eddie would want to happen. I think Eddie would approve of it if there was something where his family was fully involved and everyone that he wanted involved at the end that he couldn't have, you know, did a kitchen sink sort of thing, and that it went to where his heart was, which was those charities. The Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation and anything else that he supported. Yeah. As long as it's Alex on drums, as long as it's uh, Michael Anthony on bass. Absolutely. And, and having Sam and Dave do, uh, you know, let Dave do the first. Do their own songs, whatever. Minutes. If Sammy and, sang a song, have yeah. Sammy do it. If Dave sang a song, have Dave do it. Right. You want to even bring in, um, bring in Gary Sharon for one or two songs, have him do it. But everyone who initially played those songs should play them again. And I would love to see Wolfgang with his legacy open up that show. That'd be cool. And and play bass on the parts for the uh the parts that he did in the later later material. Different kind of truth album. Paulie. All right, so I waited because you're not going to like what I have to say. I'll read Go you what it. I I'll read you what I wrote on Facebook and then I will elaborate on it. What I wrote on Facebook was, so as so many of my friends know, I'm a pretty massive Van Halen fan. As such, I'm being bombarded with questions regarding this proposed Joe Satriani, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Van Halen tribute. My opinion, Van Halen is over. Any tribute attempt will be criticized and analyzed to the point of it being no fun. And I, yeah, I'd like to see some sort of celebration of his legacy. I just know how the world works today. And no matter who they get, how great they perform, and what magnificence is displayed, somebody will rip it to shreds. Honestly, a box set of previously unreleased music and DVD retrospective of Edward's actual musical creative process and experiences would be much more interesting to me. The live tribute show doesn't seem to be able to pay proper tribute to Edward Van Halen. He was one of a kind and cannot be replicated. I am not interested in a tribute concert at all. And I say that with a whole bunch of detail. First and foremost, stop fucking keeping Wolfgang Van Halen connected to Van Halen. He's not. Wolfgang Van Halen was exactly what I talked about before. He was a hired hand brought in to keep the band together for three fucking tours. That's it. No more. He's not part of the Van Halen legacy. Yes, he was part of one album and three tours, but he's not Van Halen. And he'll say that. Yes, I was a member of Van Halen, but he's not part of this. So stop connecting him to the history of Van Halen. In fact, he has come out and said it. I have no part in the legacy of Van Halen. None. Zero. Van Halen was already a legendary band on the downside of their career when, when Wolfgang Van Halen was brought in to save the band. I'm glad he was there. But the fact that they pushed Michael Anthony out, the fact that that one record with David Lee Roth was all they ever did, and by the way, three quarters of that record was recorded and written before Wolfgang was a member of the band. He really didn't contribute anything to the legacy of the band. So let's fucking disconnect him from that altogether. Now, that Fine. said, now that said, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Michael Anthony, Sammy Hagar are the only people that have a right to an opinion over what's going to happen with Van Halen, whether or not there's a legacy concert or anything like that. I don't believe you can do a tribute to a guy without the fucking guy. He's the guy. Eddie Van Halen was unique and singular. Let the fucking band rest. If you want to pay tribute, 
take the time and energy and expenditure, get into a production studio, get into 5150, dig through those archives, and give us a fucking kick-ass retrospective collection of music that pays proper tribute to Eddie Van Halen because he's the guy who played the fucking songs. His music matters. He's the one. Nobody can play it. And like I said, nobody is going to fucking accept this thing as anything more than a cash grab. It's just not going to work. It doesn't work without Eddie Van Halen. So leave it the fuck alone. Let The band is over. Van Halen is fucking over. And Mammoth and Van Halen are not the same. Wolfgang is not Van Halen. Stop. And, and by the way, he would probably be thankful for me fucking going on this rant right now. Because, yes, he was part of the thing and he got to play with his father for a couple of years. And God love him. Thank you, Wolfgang Van Halen, for giving us you know, three fantastic tours of, of, of Van Halen music. All right. Or four really. Um, cause you got, you got 07, 12, 15. And then of course the, the, uh, the live album. So we got a live album. We got a great studio record, which was basically mostly old demos that were recorded back when Michael Anthony was in the band. That's great. So we got a little piece of the Van Halen history. Thank you, Wolfgang Van Halen. God love you. I wish you the best of luck with Mammoth WVH. You are not part of the fucking Van Halen history, and you have no voice in this. I know you're Eddie's son, but that's... How many kids can tell your father how to run their business? Come on. Let Wolfgang be Wolfgang. Let Eddie be Eddie. Separate the fucking two. That said, what they did to Michael Anthony is bullshit, and if Alex Van Halen wants to go out and play Van Halen songs with anybody, that's his prerogative. I would hope that if he decides to do it, he brings Michael and Sammy and Dave along. Otherwise, it's not a Van Halen tribute show. I'm not interested in this. I wish they would go in and do what the Hendrix estate has done, although there isn't, there isn't that much unreleased Hendrix music. They've just repackaged a lot of the old shit. I wish they would go in and they would just give us, you want to pay tribute to Eddie Van Halen, give us some Eddie Van Halen music. Don't waste time on tribute concerts. They don't fucking matter and people are going to rip them apart anybody. Anyway, nobody is Eddie Van Halen. He's dead. I love the man. I love his music. Let him fucking rest. I'm done. Okay, let me counter you on a couple of things. Uh, I'm not actually even counter you. Let me just respond to you on a couple sure. of things. For starters, you mentioned, you know, instead of the concert, do do a studio, uh, you know, thing, you know, some unreleased music and blah, blah, blah. For starters, why not both? You can do both. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you... First of all, they already will one day, when they take the time, do a studio thing with unreleased songs and whatever. They will get to that. But a tribute is literally, after someone either retires or dies, it's their peers. This is the definition of tribute. It's their peers coming together and playing their songs in tribute to that person in this case eddie passed it make no mistake if someone came on stage like satriani and was the only guitar player and tried to be eddie in a version of van halen i would totally agree with you that people would rip it to shreds you know you're not eddie but it's you know it's like after randy rhodes died you know after after him, you know, oh, he's trying to be Randy Rhodes, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? At NAM every year, there is a Randy Rhodes tribute show. Two years ago, there was a Ronnie Montrose tribute show. And there have been other tribute shows. Basically, someone not with us that we want to pay tribute to. 
And in this case, I think Eddie would agree with that because it's his family member, his brother, another founding member of Van Halen pushing for this. And if the money went partly to charity, something Eddie cared about, I think absolutely Eddie would be happy with this. Now, as far as who's playing, I agree with you that Alex, Dave, Michael Anthony absolutely should be the core. I also feel Sammy should be in that mix as the four deciding factors there. Now, as far as Wolfie goes, he was there for one album. I think he should play on that. Johnny, don't take a phone call now. Not yet. He wants to play. Let him play. Um, no, 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 no. Hold on, Dane. On that moment, on the idea of what album Wolfie played on, that's the only place I'd want to see him other than as an opening act, as Eddie's biological heir, that Eddie was proud of Wolfgang's music. Not Wolfgang playing Van Halen music, but Wolfgang playing his own music as the opening act of that tour. I think Eddie would be beaming with pride to see, and that's what he would want. And like I said, as far as the Van Halen tribute show itself, Wolfie should play on any Van Halen songs from the album he was playing bass on, and that's it. Now, Michael Anthony, we both agree, Paulie, was fucked. But I think if we do rotating guitarists, all paying proper tribute, not trying to be Eddie, but playing tribute to their icon, someone they admired, that's a tribute. That's a true tribute show, and I think Eddie would be behind it for all those reasons. And I think the fans seeing rotating guitarists each playing their versions of Eddie's songs with multiple guitarists, not trying to be Eddie, but paying tribute to him, I think that would be a really good show with the rest of Van Halen backing up that rotation of guitarists. I think that would be, for a number of reasons, a really good thing to see. And I hope nope. it happens. Because I think all it's going to do is remind people of how great Eddie Van Halen was and how none of these guys can hold his jock. That's what you want to do, though, out of, out of, out of trip. No, but that's no, what I you don't. can do. That's, that's not how the world works today. That's not so how the world works today. Gonna... That you're going to get negative comments. Don't don't do something because no. oh, I'm afraid. Let's well, not all, do that. We're all I'm playing homage to him. No one's stop. trying to replace him. No one's trying to replace him. We know we can't replace him. But just like the road shows, just like the yearly Randy Rhodes tributes. By the way, let me on. let me let me ask you this question: the yearly Randy Rhodes tributes that go on, how many people attend those? It's a full house, but I mean, it's a full house <laughs> a, a, of people. Where, from where is it? Where's it held? <laughs> it's a theater. It's a theater at Nam. Right. A, you know what is it's, it? House of Blues or it's a whatever. club show. House Randy Rose. No, no, that's Randy... that's a theater. Come on. That's all right. A, that's all right. All right. So, how's the, so twenty five hundred people, something like that. Hey, you know when Ozzy tours of all of the Ozzy tours, it's a tribute to Randy Rhodes. Every time he plays Crazy Train, every time he gets Zach Wilde to do Crazy Train, that's a tribute to Randy, right there. No, no, it's that's not. that's different. That's different, Dan. A, tri a tribute is literally saying, a tribute is literally saying, hey, I'm Steve Vai. We all miss Eddie. Here, here's me, you know, playing one of his songs. We love you, Eddie. And, you know, I'm hoping to do one of your songs justice. And that's a tribute. I mean, there's tributes to so many artists. Aretha Franklin had a tribute. No one's singing Aretha Franklin like her, but they're all giving their version in tribute and in honor 
to honor that person. Name one tribute version of any I, song that anybody cares about. I think it would be a but super. It's not, it's not a recording thing. To. It's and a again, tribute I show. I still think did, did has Ozzy Osbourne ever gone out on stage and said, "Look." We can't do anything that Randy Rhodes ever played, even though he was the greatest guitar actually, player. Actually, he did. Actually, his, great, his very first tour, his very first tour after Randy Rhodes died, he did that. Okay, so what's but that may have also been Sharon basically saying, thing. "Well, we uh, well, we want we want to push the new music." That may have been Sharon. No, he did. Sharon. He did an entire tour of Black Sabbath. That that was the Brad Gillis tour. Okay. That was he did all Black Sabbath music. He he walked away from the whole Randy Rhodes thing and separated himself from the two. Look, I look it, it's if it I happens, it happens. It's great. I, I believe I believe that. Yeah, but see, KXM Rock mentions Metal Allegiance playing Dio. I don't care. The Last in Line. I don't care. None of those tribute bands is any fucking good. None of them. I mean, we even talk about people argue now about Journey, right? Oh, Journey sucks without Steve Perry or. Certain but it's not bands a tribute show to Steve Perry. It is, it is, but it is though. But it is no. though because it's, no, it's fucking. It's, it's another guy singing Steve Perry's music, and all people can do Steve is say is he's not as good Steve, as Steve Perry. Steve Perry is alive, and it's not a tribute to Steve Perry. It's the band going on with a different singer. This is totally different. This is a tour specifically honoring Eddie with the family there as the family request. I don't give a shit if the family's requested off. That's fine. That's great if they want to do it. It's, but it's about the product. Who gives a shit? You know, you, uh, uh, parents all around the world, are get, they think their kids are going to be fucking Major League Baseball players and take them to Diamonds on Saturdays, and none of them are going to fucking mean shit. Family intentions are nice. But Edward Van oh Halen, there's a, there's a legacy there. There's a legacy there that must be met. And if you can't meet that legacy, don't fucking do it. No one's because... going to meet the legacy of the greatest guitar player ever. No one's up to that level. The fact is, you're paying tribute. You're honoring him. You're paying tribute. You're thanking him. That's that's basically it. That's well, all you can do. Of all of the bands that still go out there, we'll it's play not without a cash it. grab. I, I don't see any reason for. I would think proper tribute to Edward Van Halen doesn't have to be in a live environment. Proper tribute to Edward Van Halen is putting together a, a, a piece of product that celebrates Edward Van Halen, not a guy playing Edward Van Halen songs, not a guy playing a striped guitar and tapping, not people getting up talking about what he means to them as a guitar player. I'm talking about if the guys from Van Halen want to pay proper tribute to Eddie, Alex, Michael, Sammy, Dave, and if Wolfgang wants to be part of the process as well, and if they feel like he should be allowed in the room, by all means, have him in. Get in the 5150, grab those fucking tapes, assemble a record of unreleased music. That is a tribute to Edward Van Halen. You can do the other both. Stuff is you just can honor. You can I don't release think... unreleased music. You can still release unreleased music if they want to, but it's a tribute means someone else is playing their stuff. That's that's the the, the idea of a tribute. That's what a tribute is. I have no interest. And, and, and look, I, again, I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying I have no interest in it. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Both Van Zeke, Halen is what you do with Van the Halen cash. Is over. They haven't announced what they do with the cash. If it's if it's going to part of Eddie's charities, I think that's fair. And listen, I I, I don't have a problem seeing Michael Anthony get paid of all people. But but the fact is, I think they should and would do something about 
where the cash went if it's truly a tribute. I really do. And I you think know, the fans want to see something like that. It's a good like idea that. to do it. It's a good idea to do it. I um I mean these people are still alive. Go out there and do it. When the Who, when John Antwistle died, they went out, they played, they kept playing, they would do tours. They had the big giant screen, John Antwistle just ripping on bass, and, and that shit brought tears to your eyes when you were watching that. John BL brings up a great point. What about the huge John BL brings up a great point. What about the huge Freddie Mercury tribute show? 100,000 fans at Wembley Stadium tribute, right. honoring the legacy, celebrating the artist. That's what a tribute is. What about when uh, the Van Zant guy died and Leonard Skinner and this and and they played Freebird or with no lead singer at all and the spotlight guy went over and pointed the spotlight where Van Zant should have been standing and everybody was just in tears because it was the freaking greatest tribute on, on earth to not do it. I think is, you know, give, give the fans some, I would Those love to see every guitarist that took an influence. I would love to see every guitarist that took major guitarist that took an influence from Eddie, give a tribute song to Eddie. Um, and yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it as a live album either, to be honest, Michael, Anthony I wouldn't mind, loves I wouldn't being mind on seeing stage. that either. Michael loves being on stage. Sammy loves being on stage. Roth, health permitting, loves being on stage. Alex, I don't know if he loves Keith being on stage. Campbell also, Freddie Mercury tribute. Let them do it if they want to do it. It's, it's all for fun. Doesn't matter if they're good or if they suck. No, no one's going to suck. You're gonna, no one's going to suck. You're going to have all of Van Halen with guest guitarists. That's what I think should happen. Get Phil X up there and he Johnny, let's so let's let's, let's take let's take Phil calls X. and see what let's take calls and see who thinks what. Do you see Phil X with Bon Jovi recently? Hold on, I want um, hold on, I okay. want to I want to see who's calling in. Because Johnny's phone's been ringing off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who is this? Hey, it's Kurt with a C. Hey Kurt with a C. Hey. Is that you that's been calling my number? It I, I had to chime in. It, it's a great, it's a great dis discussion, and I don't usually agree with Paul, but I am full tilt in the Paul camp. Hang up. Whoa. Just hang up. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Kurt, you know you're really right. <laughs> hang up. It's like he, he, his rant. If uh, I ran a lot. His rant that he he did about five, six, seven minutes ago, it was it, perfect. It's like, we, we love Van Halen and stuff, but it's like, just leave it alone. And he says shit that people probably get mad at him for. And I, that's my life. But it's just, <laughs> that's real. What he said is real. And the Wolfgang thing is real. He wasn't disrespecting Eddie's kid. It's, nope. it's fact. And it's just like... Let it go. Release some unreleased music or something or whatever. But it's just, yeah, don't, don't stomp on it. Yep. Don't shit on his, his memory. Steve mm -hmm. I is not going to shit on I'm his out. memory. Joe is not going to shit on his memory. Here's the thing. Thank there's, you, There's nothing anybody can do at this show that will end up good 
it's going to end up, yes, these are going to be great guitar players and they're going to get up and they're going to play, but they're playing Eddie shit and everybody is going to be like, well, he didn't play it as good as Eddie or it was kind of cool and that was great. But, but there's no way what they do, this paying tribute is going to have a moment. You're not going to have a George Michael moment like you did with Freddie Mercury. You're not going to have a, a an extreme How do you moment. Because you're not. Because you're How just you know? not. Because it's guitar and not a singer. It's different. It's guitar is not guitar is not a fucking voice. It's not the same. Guitar is a finite instrument, and there's only so much you can do with it. The voice is a human element, and when somebody like George Michael killed at the Freddie Mercury tribute, it's because it was a personal, emotional moment. You don't get that from guitar. As much as I, I love guitar, and as much as I feel guitar from amazing players like Knopfler and Gilmore and Eddie. You're not going to get the. It's just not. You're going to have the singers same. there too. It's remember, not, but it's but who can The singers, David Lee Roth is over the hill. Sammy Hagar is over the hill. Gary Sharon was a non fucking factor. Who else do we care about that's going to sing Van Halen I'd, music? I'd still rather see those guys pay tribute. Everyone when when Eddie died, but, but, but it's not would, though. Everyone and their mother was saying we we have to pay tribute to Eddie. We have to pay tribute. There's got to be a tribute concert. There's got to be some event. Everyone was saying that in their mother. And now it's like back and forth. It's like a split screen of some people like, oh, he's going to ruin Eddie. It's not someone substituting for Eddie as a regular band. It's basically a tribute tour. It's a legacy tour. That's basically what it is. There's never been a tribute to any instrument or uh, instrumental player that has ever mattered. Never. I disagree. Randy Rhodes. What about the... Uh, Every year. What about the plant Jimmy Page thing? What about that they it? did 15 years ago? That was super impressive. Because it was the creative force behind the music. When you Eddie Van Halen is the creative force behind the music. You can't, it's it's like having a car with no engine in it. But you're not Eddie trying Van to replace Halen. someone. You're paying tribute. Yes, you it's are. A tribute. But this but it's but it's 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 here's the thing. It's like playing a tribute to somebody. You might as well get fucking ten guys there that's never picked up a guitar before, and let them try to play Van Halen. That's but a tribute that's not, too, but that doesn't make fair. it good. That's not sure. Fair. It you're is going to have the best. You you can have the best players <laughs> out there, basically rounding out what's left of Van and Halen, it's which still is still not going to be good enough. It's, Here's the thing, though. But what what's you, left? Chef Ramsey? It's, it's not good enough. It's Damn gonna it. be good enough no, for me. No, it's going to be good enough no. for me. I would love it. I want to hear. I want to hear Dave and right. Michael sing together. I do too. You know. So would a lot of people. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see who this the, is. That's the thing I, is, I'm not interested. I'm super. And, and by the way, that's fine. That's one spot that you, Dane, or you, John, or you, John, or anybody in the chat can take. I would rather get unreleased music i know you say why can't you have both on don't, waste time. don't waste if my fucking time don't waste my time if i could be out at a concert venue tonight like out at come out the pavilion setting in the grass with a giant freaking beer in my hand instead of soda listening to the van halen tribute with roth out there with sammy hagar with freaking michael anthony singing you got your beer. You're sitting in the grass. That'd be the, one of the greatest nights of my life. Except, except you want you want David Lee Roth from 1985, and no, you want no, Sam, I, and you except, want Sammy Hagar from 1991, and I you want no no, no you can't no you fucking can't yes, because can. because we, we because we all ripped that. we all ripped Eddie fucking Van Halen apart in 1998. 
and we all ripped Eddie Van Halen apart in 2004 when Eddie Van Halen was on stage playing Eddie Van Halen's fucking music. We, there's no way that anyone else can get up there and do what Eddie did and not have it fucking be a disappointment. I'm, I'm not saying You're it shouldn't happen. Going, it's not supposed to be Eddie, though. It's tributes to Eddie. Why I would pay love tribute to, see, to something if you can't fucking do Caleb it. Rappaport and Joshua Jones come on stage and do and do their versions, their tributes to people that influence them. I would love to see uh, uh, Steve Vai and, and Satriani do that. I would love to see Slash and, and Nuno do that. I would love to see these people come on and give a tribute song to Eddie. And I would love it to go to charity and, and something that, that everyone can be proud of that they're, uh, they're basically saying thank you. It's it's a thank you concert have, to Eddie. It's not honestly to be tell Eddie. me that Joe least... Satriani can't play those songs note for note, just freaking perfectly with his own beautiful style that he has. Just tell because it's, not about, play, it's not about playing it note for note. You you can you can play a Van Halen song, but if it was playing be, it note and, for and note, he, would, he could be do it. He could do uh, but it. But it's those guys can. But do Dane, it. it's. It's it's not that you can't play Eddie's song note for note. It's that you won't have Eddie's soul playing that song the way Eddie does. And that's expected. It'll sound like Steve Vai playing Eddie. It'll sound like Satriani playing Eddie. But you know what? I'd still rather these people get a chance to say thank you and pay and pay that tribute and give something to the fans and give something back to the family and give something to charity. I would rather see that than not see anything at all. It's like not singing happy birthday. Basically, I would go and support that show. I would support I that show Wolfgang. too. I had got a free ticket to it, but I went and I supported Wolfgang. And again, back up, just again, reiterating on the Wolfgang thing. I, I don't there's want a million guys that would reiterating on the show. Wolfgang thing. Reiterating on the Wolfgang thing. I only want to see Wolfgang as the opening act doing his own music because Eddie was so proud of him. That's part of the legacy. It's not part of Wolfie taking Michael Anthony's place. I don't want to see that. I want to see Michael Anthony doing Michael Anthony's part. Exactly. But I want to see Wolfie as the opening act for that because that would have made Eddie happy. Money going to charity would make Eddie happy. Seeing the gang together one last time, I think would make Eddie happy. And hearing people that appreciated him and were influenced him, I think would make Eddie happy as well in tribute to him. Let me ask you guys this. Is there a guitar me. player that Eddie admired? Who do you know? Steve Lukather. stories we know, is there a guitar player? The Eddie Van Halen, did he used to compliment certain people? Is Steve Lukather, Eric Clapton, Rhodes. Alan Holdsworth. Yeah, Eddie had his influences. Everyone has their influences. Name one guitar player on the Van Halen tribute, Little Guitars, a tribute to Van Halen. Yeah, Say you, one more time. See, I said, name one guitar player on the album, the Van Halen tribute album, Little Guitars. I've never heard that album. Exactly, because it's already been done. It was done 20 years ago. Yeah, nobody bought that. There's been a, really yeah, quickly. There's, that's Go the quick. point. There's been tribute Buzzy. albums to Van Halen. Yeah, I, there's I been tribute it, attempts. Buzzy. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, let, let Buzzy talk. These guys are talking about real fast. I think Paul's absolutely right about the box set stuff. I, I, everybody wants to see unreleased stuff but my bigger issue is i would rather see one or two shows you do one big show at the hollywood bowl or someplace like that for a large audience 
Then you do a, a second smaller show at like the Whiskey just to commemorate the band's early history, and you call it a day. If you're going to have like a big tour, my biggest fear is, like I mentioned yesterday, that you end up with a permanent tribute band if it makes money. And, you know, if you're a true Van Halen fan, you, you just don't want to see that. So to me, one or two shows, a bunch of unreleased stuff, like Paul said, and that's it. Call it a day. And that's, that's just my two cents on it. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm good with that. Bye -bye, I'm Lizzie. good with one or two I, shows. I'm I, good with one show. I wouldn't have a problem if there was like a big event show, something that like was videoed and broadcast and like a live album came out of that. I would not be unhappy with that at all. I just want to see a tribute to Eddie. I think he's deserving of anybody of a tribute. One That's show would be fine, buddy. I'd be all right with that. I'd be That's okay with it. I want to see show. something. Lesser artists have had tribute shows. I want to see something for Eddie Van Halen. Changing some colors tonight. Thank you, Symmetry. Thank you, Symmetry. I want to see some form of tribute for Eddie Van Halen. And and like I said, I, I, I agree with you, Paulie, that, that you know music should be released. But that's not a tribute. That's a yes, release of Yes, it is. No, no, no. That's a release of more. There's no who's who's paying tribute. You're seeing the Eddie. living That's members. The, li the living members of the band are unearthing the music and creative. That's output. not a tribute. Yes, it is. It's absolutely a tribute. It's honoring, it's just a like tribute. a statue is a tribute. It's absolutely a tribute. But that's work he already did that we just haven't seen it yet. Right. And what better way to pay honor, to honor a man, than by giving us something, a gift of his music, him, him. If I get something from that's him honoring Benning, himself, it's his music. That he's he did. fucking dead. He's not honoring anybody. His family, the remaining members of the band are putting out something that is his music. Look, I mean, look, the, the tribute, if the tribute concert happens, great. I don't. I'm not interested, and that's fine. I'm. It's okay that you you want to see it, and I don't. More power to you. I don't want to tarnish the legacy of Van Halen. I saw Eddie Van Halen at his best, and I saw Eddie Van Halen at his worst, and I have my image of what Van Halen means to me, and I don't believe anyone, no tribute band. No great guitar player, be it Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, Steve Lukather, Nuno Betancourt, Dweezil Zappa, fucking uh, uh, Vito Brada, whatever guitar player you can name. I don't want to see those guys. Sure, Paul Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> I was looking I, at Johnny. <laughs> I don't want to see any of those guys. I don't want to see any of those guys trying to play Van Halen or pay tribute to Van Halen. It just doesn't work doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. You know, what I thought was interesting, what I thought was great, at the Les Paul tribute, it was called He Changed the Music. It was a Les Paul tribute. At yeah. the Les Paul tribute, nobody played Les Paul music. Nobody tried to play like Les Paul. They came up and they did their thing and talked about how Les Paul changed their life. That's a different story. That's a different thing. If, if Saturani were to get up with his band and say, and they had a big picture of Eddie behind him and said, look, Eddie Van Halen does this, blah, blah, blah. And this is what Eddie Van Halen means to me and what it means to my playing. And here's one of my songs that wouldn't be what it is if it weren't for Van Halen. That I'm okay with, to be honest, because that's a tribute. I, I, I wouldn't want, I, no, it's a, a tribute See, is playing that person's no, music. Not. 
No, sure it's not. It is. Nope, it's a so, cover so band. So you're telling me you would have been happy at the Queen tribute if I would have come up and said, you know, Freddie Mercury was terrific, and I started going, Flash! Ah! You know, I mean... No, it, no. <laughs> if you had written a song, if you had written a song that was influenced by Queen, that Freddie Mercury was responsible for the way you are as a vocalist today, yes, I would have respected that. <laughs> no one wants because, to take responsibility for me the way I am but as yet, a vocalist. But yet, it worked, but yet it worked for Les Paul. And it worked for J.J. Kale. And it works. But you know what? Randy Rose tributes, they play, they play Randy music. songs. And and in in, uh, in in Freddie Mercury, they played Freddie Mercury songs. And uh, the, the fact is, just everyone wants to hear them. The, you're paying tribute to the songs, the music that he left us. That's Most cool. people don't even I don't want, realize I don't want to, that Paul made music. Blue Rhino is a huge influence on who I am. Yeah. Les Paul had albums out. What? Listen, if if no you were question. doing a, if I listen, Mama Kuda was a huge influence on who I am, and you know I don't want to hear her sing Flash. <laughs> I'm okay, Chris <laughs> Bevan. I'm okay if you think I'm wrong. That's the beautiful thing about this. Jim and Callahan. That's the beautiful and there's no thing. Right about or this. Wrong. There's no right no, or wrong, Paul. No, it's this just is your opinion. opinion and my opinion. It's yeah, just, it's just an opinion. I don't give a shit it's, it's if, okay you, if you agree or disagree. Opinions. We can agree to disagree. That's okay. Yeah. The rest, yeah, of, the, the rest of the country should follow this lead. I, <laughs> we can agree to disagree line. and still be friends. Here, here's the bottom line for the way I look at it as a huge Van Halen fan that has probably seen them live like probably six times. I don't care what they give us. I just want them to give us something. Give us the old tapes that you can dig up that are in, you know, 5150 studio or even the stuff from Sunset Sound. Give but us that's all of it. Give us, that, yeah, give it, pour it on. So have that's a beautiful. There and mix it really well and give it to us. That's really good. funny that you say that, Dane, because when a different kind of truth came out, the big slam on it was that it was old songs. I didn't that was what on that record at all. I went and a lot of a lot of that, a out. lot of people did that. A lot of people bitched. They said, "Okay, wait a second. We waited since 1984 for David Lee Roth to come back, and they gave us 40 year old demos. What the fuck? Why? What a jip? What a what a problem? That was the oh, criticism of that. But people don't realize that that happens. Bands do that all the time. And so, on the one hand, yes, I agree with you. I I want. I love when when Led Zeppelin re-releases a record and there's some bonus tracks on it. I love when sure. we get an anthology from a band and we get unreleased music. To me, that's enjoyable. But to a lot of people, it's fucked up, man. They're just rehashing their old shit. So you can't I win. Know. And that's that was what my original statement on Facebook said. Knowing yeah. the way the world works today, there's a this is a no-win scenario. So the only win, going back to what Nuno Betancourt said, is don't do it. I think it's if a you huge don't, dishonor. If you don't do I think it, it's a huge dishonor. It's not a not dishonor. Okay, no dis but how did he no sum dishonor. up his whole paragraph? How did he sum up his whole paragraph? Oh, by the way, if if you do pick somebody to do it, let it be me. Ha, 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 ha. No, Actually, but you know what? He there's did a whole second part of that you didn't do, even read yet. He did say, <laughs> if you're going to do that, then Michael Anthony should be there, and Dave should be there, and Alex should be there. I Okay, I let's read Nuno's second paragraph then. There's a second There's more? Yeah. Yeah. More Jesus Christ. I'll read it. 
no one or everyone. Yes, everyone, meaning none of us in our wildest dreams can recreate Eddie's touch, period. The elite guitarists in his lane and genre all come together with the original cast of three to pay tribute to Eddie on four songs each, the way he touched us, the way he influenced us, and the way he changed the game and the world. And as a community of guitarists, we do a tour that is a celebration of EVH, throw him the biggest party and tribute in the history of rock and roll across all cities and arenas and fans he touched. With all the catalog done and the way it should be done, with his band and who started with him. That's my idea, and I'm sticking to it. Now, I know this won't happen. Hell, I probably won't be even invited. Gary doing an album with them probably fucked that up for me, but I can dream, can't I? See, and that's where I agree. That's but a it's a dream. dream. That's a I great dream. I dare to dream. I dare to dream. Because a lot of dreams have come true, boys and girls. You know what? You know it was a dream? Dave playing with Van Halen ever again, and it happened. Why it do you sure think did. Nuno? Why do you think Nuno thinks that Gary messed that up for him? Because Gary, it's, did, a, joke. it's a joke. It's That's a joke. It's a joke. That was a it's, joke. It's a joke. We, I mean, everybody that knows Gary gives him shit about that. I've done it. Nuno does it. Everyone does it. They always say that that Gary fucked up Van Halen. It's a big joke. Everybody knows Gary didn't do anything wrong. Gary was a hired gun who was brought in and told to do the best he could with what he had to work with, and what he had to work with was Eddie Van Halen at his absolute. Uh, unhealthiest and that's unfortunate that he is he is the guy get that gets scapegoated for a subpar record but that's sort of the way life is and gary rolls with it the best he can and everybody jokes about it and gary gets it gary knows he didn't do anything wrong i mean look i i think dave and sammy both have a right to uh to be vocalists on that you know i i understand it started with dave but sammy also left a huge van halen legacy so it should actually be the four of them uh, Dave and Sammy rotating ch uh, singing chores, of course. What is the latest uh, news on Roth canceling his whole retirement thing up in Vegas and all those shows that was supposed to happen over the new year? Any new news on why that all just went away? He said he said the 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 reason for it was locked in a safe. I don't know if it was health or boredom or, or just, you know, disappointment or, you know, poor sales or whatever it was. He said it was he's COVID. got something written down in a safe. But I'm sure if this well, Halen tribute comes out, he's coming on. He's into it. Even if you believe the nonsense that the VH News Desk um, posted yesterday about his quote, and I don't mean that they're nonsensical. I didn't think it was great that they got that information and they got it out there. But Dave, being Dave, speaking in nonsensical terms, even if you believe what he said, read into that. The reason why they needed two people to do it, and he says it because of health reasons. Dave is basically saying he's not healthy enough to pull it off. But he, but he asked for two people on each shore, uh, uh, two drummers, two bass players, two guitarists. Sure. I, I, I imagine think there should be more than two guitarists, but even as vocalists, it's like, why didn't he name Sammy? Why Pink? Are you guys still you know, bitter because, about all that shit? No, he's just being Dave. Dave is Dave trying to, trying to speak in colorful terms, and he doesn't think when he opens his mouth a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. That's just Dave. It's Dave being Dave. And why why would you bring up like Tommy Lee as the drummer? Why would you bring up uh that's just know, some dude dreaming? That's just Dave being Dave. Newstead, Dave. Where did Jason Newstead get involved in this? Jason How in the world is plays anymore. What? Jason hardly plays anything anymore. 
But I, I just don't understand how he even got asked. Nothing against Jason. He's a great bass player. But I'm saying, how come he's associated as one of the first people asked, why is this not about Michael Anthony more than anything in the base camp? Why, why would Jason Newstead be even asked? Look, I think that the good news that can be taken from all of this, if there is any truth to these discussions, is that Alex Van Halen is getting an itch to play. I think that's a yeah. good thing. I think that's Absolutely. a good thing. And Wolfie, I think... Wolfie approved from day one, whether he's involved or not. He approved of the of the tribute to his dad. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that that anything that Alex anytime because I have always been, and I think I've said this on this show and on the Saturday show, I believe that Alex was truly the secret ingredient in Van Halen, that he was the Agreed. engine that made it work. I mean, Eddie played Agreed. to to Alex. In every facet of his life, his Alex was the big brother. He was the father figure. He was the guy that really was was. I mean, there was really a there was that more father son connection with Alex because they both went through some really fucked up shit in their childhood together. Um, and I think, as I've said before, if if Alex is in the groove on the record, it's a fucking great record. If Alex is not in the groove, and that's rare that that's the case, but I'm talking about things like the Simmons drums and some of the production values and stuff. But you can tell when Alex is. When he's got his swing going, Van Halen is fucking awesome. Um, Absolutely, and I think that Alex is the secret, the secret sauce. And so, for him to finally, after a year and a half, saying to himself, "Okay, I've reconciled the death of my brother and best friend and musical partner for my entire adult life. I'd like to get out behind the kid again." I think that's a good thing. I think the only parallel we can make with that and it's certainly different circumstances but it's when vinnie paul decided hey i'm going to get out and i'm going to play for hell yeah again i'm going to get out and get behind the drums and i think the drum work that he did in hell yeah although different than what he did in pantera was still great to hear vinnie paul play again and i think anything that brings alex van halen out of the woodwork to get behind the drums i think alex van halen not i think anything that involves alex van halen musically is a good thing it makes music better right he never gets the credit he deserves for being as good as he is. Uh, touching really quick in something in the chat. Yeah, um, let's see. Bozik said uh, because uh, they they asked uh, they asked him because Alex and Roth likely don't want Mikey there, which I think is wrong. This is a time to freaking put aside differences for sure because he was going to be in the kitchen sink tour anyway, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, and AI Gaming is asking, what's the kid's name? Big curly hair, played Van Halen really great. That's uh, Joshua Jones, who's amazing. Josh is a and, fantastic guitar player. Yeah, jo Josh and, and Caleb, I think, are the two best guys uh, that can play. Uh, Charlie, Char uh, Charlie Stinchcomb is pretty fucking good too. I'd have to see him. Liquid Charlie. Not familiar with it. Send, send really? me a link. Somebody send me a, somebody yeah, send send me a link. I'm not somebody, familiar with it. Somebody put Phil a link of Liquid Charlie out. Right now, Phil X that's with Bon Jovi right now took an SG and painted it with the red stripes and made a stripe series SG. And that dude does YouTube videos all the time playing Van Halen stuff. He's killer. Copy that. At the, at the end of the day, look, it's the family driving this, and and I don't know what's going to happen. Clearly, something's brewing. Okay, Alex is Alex is the guy. And... Okay, if Alex, Alex, if Alex, Alex is the to me is the linchpin, and rightfully he should be. Right, absolutely, he should be. he's the guy. He control to me. He he's controls the legacy. Allen. He's the he, brother. He controls the legacy of the band, as far as I'm concerned. Dave and Sammy. It's nice that they're there. 
It's nice that they were the singers and Michael too. You know, I think that all of those, those four guys matter, but if Alex isn't on board and Alex doesn't make the call, then it, it then it shouldn't happen. I, I anything involving Van Halen that doesn't involve Alex Van Halen is bullshit, in my opinion. I agree completely, and I'm glad that at this point it is Alex driving this project. Agreed. Um, I I do want to see Michael Anthony because you're talking about Secret Sauce. That voice, sure, those vocals are yep. a huge part of the legacy. No uh, doubt about guys, it. Let me ask you by, Let by me way, ask Bruce you guys Bruce, this. Bruce, hold on, Dave. Bruce okay. points out, uh, wants to know what is today's show and tell guitar hint. Um, let's see. Uh, there, we saw a blue hippo emoji earlier. I have blue rhino. This is another blue animal. There you go. There's your guitar hint today. It's a blue animal. Go ahead, Dane. I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. If if somebody was to go through the vault of Van Halen old tapes and all the reel to reels and stuff, who exactly which they said they would people, over a couple who, of years, who they exactly said they are those people that would do it? Is Don Landy, Wolfie around? and Alex, Wolfie and Alex, Alex? I would assume Matt Brock, um, the people at uh, Sound City Music or Don Landy, their engineer, or Ted Templeman, or who exactly would these people be that would? Get those tapes rounded up, put them on the reel. The reel. I would say basically, Wolfie and Alex control the estate, and you would have uh, them bring in someone that you know would know. Hey, this is good. We can work with this. We can cobble this together, et cetera, et cetera. I'd say Alex and Matt are probably the two primary guys. Uh, Johnny, your thought? Mm -hmm. I I would think uh, Matt Brook, um, Wolfgang, Alex, and then like a like any previous engineers that actually worked on the stuff. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I mean, you're talking now, I mean, you know, the, the Don Landys, the Ted Templemans, yeah, the, Don you know, Landis. those guys. Ted Templeman, sure. Um, but I'd say that Matt is probably the, the longest serving uh, guy who would be the most familiar and intricate, uh, intimate with that stuff because he was there for most of it. Um, and, you know, was Eddie's basically Eddie's right hand man, his, his third set of hands. Um, is Ted Templeman still alive and does he even would he even care or is he so old now or he wouldn't even care? I don't know. I, I don't know that he has, you know, he's for hire. I mean, he's there's, there's no he's not part it's of the not corporation. Of caring. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's, it's not he's a businessman. Um and Kurt 5150 brings up a good point, which is why I support Wolfgang being separated from the Van Halen legacy as soon and as far as humanly fucking possible because he's tired of this shit. As I said, and I think it was two years ago when they talked about the mammoth record coming out, I said, Wolfgang doesn't have a fucking chance because Van Halen fans will never let him be Wolfgang Van Halen, the individual. They will always try to put him under the umbrella of Van Halen. And he's not, he's not Eddie Van Halen. He's not Alex Van Halen. He's not fucking Van Halen. He's the bass player that got to sit in and he's Eddie's kid and it's great. And I'm but he's not fucking Van Halen. Leave him to be himself. And as Kurt 5150 put, Wolfgang's done with us. As Van Halen fans, he doesn't want to hear it. And why he, would he go out on the road with Guns N' Roses just like, what was that, six months ago? For his band. He played his no, band. Look, he wants That's to be respected as the Van musician he is. Everybody no, it's an just, audience of rock fans. He just doesn't want to be compared to <laughs> not being Van Eddie Halen with the tapping and, and that style of stuff. Van style. Halen fans put him through hell all day long on social media. It's, it's so unfair to him. 
All they do is beat him up. It's unfair to Wolfgang Van Halen to be the son of Eddie Van Halen. Why is he even going out on the road with a band of a bunch of six? Because he's in a rock band. That's his band. Then that's you go his out band. on that's the road music. with freaking Fallout Boy or something. He's on the road with Disney Honey right now. Oh, well, that's going good. out with who's Why hot? did Van Halen popular? go out with Black Sabbath in 1978? <laughs> he's trying to distance himself from all the old guys. Nah, that look, he just doesn't want to be harassed. He doesn't want to be harassed, and rightfully so. He doesn't want to be compared to why aren't you tapping like Eddie? He doesn't want to be uh, asked about why you take Michael Anthony's place. He doesn't want to be, uh, you know, compared about, you know, things about his mother and Eddie. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want that kind of stuff. You know that's that's what he's talking about. And if you're a ro- of, if you're in a rock love, band, the great Jay Haddon of the band Gizmachi is in the audience right now. If you're in a rock band, and one of the biggest rock bands on the fucking planet gives you an opportunity to be in front of thirty thousand people a night, that's good business. That's that's good business. That's why Van Halen went on that's on the good road. Business in a bunch of dude, that's good business in front of a bunch of old Van Halen. 50 60 year old Van Halen fan. There is no there is absolutely no correlation between the Guns N' Roses fan and the Van Halen fan other than the fact that they're both rock bands and rock fans might potentially like both bands. If yeah. if Wolfgang Van Halen went out on the road with Sammy Hagar in the circle or if Wolfgang Van Halen went out on the road with Chickenfoot Yes, I could see that connection, but Mammoth okay. WVA, and he never, he's never played a Van Halen song, and you went and saw him, right? I did. Did he do this at all? Yeah, on the show? yeah, he yeah, he does right. do some of that. He, all right. <laughs> he probably should. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> should. but you know what? Whatever, whatever he does, it's his own shit. <laughs> But I the, didn't the, see that coming either, Paulie. <laughs> yeah, I I thought maybe he would. Uh, you know, if, if Wolfgang, Wolfgang if you're watching the show, stop that. Yeah. No, they need to get go out on the road, and they need to just be, stop at it. Least in a, if, and open up for a '90s band. I could see him opening up for Dirty Honey. Uh, Dirty Honey's a bunch of new guys, aren't they? Right. Yeah, I would say if they want to but open like up retro. for a huge freaking band, it wouldn't be Guns and Roses. It would be. Uh, um pearl jam or something and they're still a, they're still a rock band though fuck pearl it's jam. still a rock band they're, yeah and by the way van halen fans are pearl jam band. fans too some of us right jay <laughs> <laughs> by the way 100, 123 people i should be seeing 123 likes on that video please smash the like button and subscribe if you're not subscribed already we appreciate you thank you There you go. Yeah, I think that any rock band that gets an opportunity to be to be out in front of twenty thousand people on their first tour, you take that. You take that opportunity. That's why Van Absolutely. Halen went out. That's yeah. why Van Halen went out with Black Sabbath. That's why, you know, Alice in Chains, you know, opened up for Van Halen. It's why it's why so many bands. It's why Guns N' Roses opened up for Aerosmith. You know, um, I know, but and Van Guns N' Roses asked Wolfgang to they asked, right. He he didn't ask them. Right. But right, Van Halen flag? went out with, uh, yeah. you know, in 1977, 78, he went, they went out on the road with Black Sabbath, whose first album was 1970. So that's only seven years apart. It's not 40 years apart. Drew SGS says for Guns N' Roses, Mammoth was just the opening act. 
just the opening act for Guns and Fucking Roses. Yeah. I want to be the opening act for Guns and Fucking Roses, and I don't even do shit. No, I see YouTube videos of that tour. Speaking and, of do uh, shit, hold on, Dane. I got a great the audience. Is speaking, only of do, <laughs> speaking of do <laughs> shit, <laughs> delicious bang energy drink tastes much better than a douche. Delicious oh. bang energy drink. Today's flavor is purple haze. Thank you, bang energy drink. Thank you for tasting better than a douche. Speaking of douches, Dane, back to you. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> No one was paying attention anyway. It's all good. Speaking of which, speaking of holes in the story, Swiss Picks, the greatest guitar pick ever, Swiss Picks with raised holes for your... See how I'm segueing these That's things? what she said. Swiss Picks, the, the greatest guitar pick. Get your if grip she on. has raised holes, you need to want to see a doctor. In those tight, tiny holes, Swiss Picks. Dane sells them at his store in Arizona, Zim's Guitars. You should stop over at uh, Dane's store and uh, get, pay attention. Say hi to Dane. Go over, pick up some Swiss picks there. Swiss Bully picks, him. little Bully yellow, him. different, Bully whatever him. color. The Jason Becker Blue Cheese Edition. Pick those up and tribute to Jason and help Jason out because he gets part of that money for his charity. And uh, Swiss picks, greatest gripping guitar pick ever. Buy these. They're great. Swiss picks. Once you try oh, one, speaking you will of not bullies. Paul, speaking of bullies, uh, sad news, man. We're Your talking about Swiss picks. Shop. Uh, your favorite guitar shop, uh, Paul, I'm sorry to say, but Tommy's Guitars has officially gone out of business. That's a shame. It was a great guitar shop. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be truly missed. I mean, that's where I got all my guitars. Tommy bought all his guitars from me, unlike you. Did he? Another one bites right, the Paul. dust. Okay, Paul. What what guitar do you want? To Wait, sell? hold on, hold on. We have hold on. We have Tommy calling in on the on the phone. Tommy, you said you're depressed. What were you saying? <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry. You. Oh my oh. god. This is oh. horrible. This is terrible. Our shop ran on oh doing God. in in on site guitar lessons, oh. and because of YouTube, nobody does on site guitar lessons anymore. Yeah. You well, guys really don't Arizona, like that store. Do you? If you're in Arizona, what are you in Tempe? I, I am in Mesa. Mesa, Arizona. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go uh, check out <laughs> Zim's guitars. Say hi to Dane and uh, <laughs> keep Dane alive. Hopefully, that's right. We don't want to go out of business over here at Zim. Or out, or out with a bang. You don't want to go out at all. <laughs> Speaking of Kurt Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain's. Uh, let's shift gears here. Kurt Cobain's number one guitar, the one in the. Um, Smells Like Teen Spirit video is going up for auction this month. Or, I'm sorry, in, in May. I hate, to, I hate to report on this because uh, I'm not the biggest uh, Nirvana fan. That is not it, by the way. That's not it, Dane. Dane nope. is not holding the guitar. Nope. Uh, but Johnny could probably look up a photo of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not the specific guitar. Very similar. But uh, it is going up for auction. I'm sure this is going to be one of the biggest record-setting guitars uh, out there. I mean, celebrity guitars go for a lot of money uh, when someone passes away. 
They go for a lot of money when someone doesn't pass away, but a real lot of money when they do pass away. Obviously, Kurt Cobain, the sound of a generation, uh, not not my favorite sound, um, but got to respect what it is. Uh, it is going up for sale at Julian's. Now, Julian's, if you remember, sold some really cool Van Halen guitars after Eddie passed away. Nothing major, nothing major, just, you know, a few of uh, a few of Eddie's you know, guitars that he has used and things like that. But uh, the one used in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video is going up for sale. I don't even know how many millions that will go for, but it will certainly be in the millions. It'll be one of the top uh, artists selling guitars. guitars you can ever, I remember ever that hear. acoustic one he sold from that MTV acoustic show sold for like 6 million or something. So this is the one that really changed um, the landscape of music from, from hair metal to grunge. So this, this was, you know, I don't know how many times we've all seen that video. <laughs> KXM rock says it's not a Jag Stang. It's a disgust Tang. And there's early Nirvana. And yes, that is, that is a Nagel gunslinger behind me. Good eye. There's an early Nirvana video um, where they played at the Palladium or someplace. And um, he was playing a Fernandez left-handed strat style Fernandez. Our guitar sucks. And he ended up breaking it and everything. Come in your mouth. He broke guitars like every face. night. Yeah. Well, they were worth breaking. They were ugly fucking ass guitars. <laughs> Paul, what's I'm sorry. New on your, uh... I hate. I don't know well, why. The well, only picture you can find. Well, is here you go. Where it's backwards, but yeah, that. Well, much that's... like his music, much like the grunge music scene, Offset. it's backwards. But that's it, though. No, there are there are better there are better photos. Uh, are you are you on Julian's website? I'm at hey, Dwight Bailey. Ba- ba- Barons. No, go to go, go to Julian. Go to Julian's auction house. Just Google Julian's Kurt Cobain. That's that's not it. There's his Rambler. This talks about Julian's. Yeah, go to Julian's, Johnny. <laughs> the last time we had a car on 90s. here was Chris Holmes Firebird. Yeah, Talking guitars awesome. in 90s. That was grunge. awesome. That was awesome. You know guys, though, uh, a Rick Beato did a video of his like 10 favorite Alice in Chains songs. And I watched it and I have to admit, holy crap, those Rip are back. some good songs. I don't know the names of any of them, but all through the 90s, the radio and just Johnny kept leaves them going. Them. You like that, Paul? I asked, I asked Johnny for a photo. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny's diarrhea kicks right in. I will say this, and I've said it before, of the grunge bands, the quote-unquote grunge bands, neither Alice in Chains nor Soundgarden are grunge bands. They're metal bands that wore flannel because it was convenient from a marketing standpoint. They are not grunge bands. Alice in Chains is a metal band. Soundgarden's a metal band. You can trace them back to Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. Uh, grunge bands are traced back to bands like the Pixies and the Doors. And the, the Doors is is 
the Neil Doors Young. and and Neil Young and Crazy Horse and the Stooges mm -hmm. and that sort of garage rock punk sound mm -hmm. gave Steppenwolf all that stuff gave birth to what the grunge thing is. Alice in Chains was actually a hair band before they realized that the hair band thing was over and decided, mm -hmm. okay, we're gonna take the hairspray out, and we're gonna put on some flannel, uh, and and but Alice in Chains and, and Soundgarden are metal bands. Johnny Johnny making a bank run according to uh, Mad Dog. <laughs> Johnny, deposit all that money from the uh, the super chats. You made the deposit. Not all yet. Right, go, all right, go to uh, go to did some cocaine. Uh, just uh, go to <laughs> go to uh, uh, Julian's auctions, please, and um, bring Kurt up Cobain. that uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, this is yeah, from just, two, year, come two years ago. As you are, come on your face, on your tits, all over you walls on the table if you're able look it up with your tongue <laughs> oh there it is oh wow yes there it is <laughs> wow the, the internet is neat the internet is neat oh my god there's nude people on here naked ladies with their boobies and everything all right if you haven't smashed the like button please smash the like button we appreciate that yeah, and subscribe. Not you, Johnny. <laughs> I already did. I hope so. I'm like the first one that does. Memory. There it is. Okay, so this is what, what Dean. What type of guitar is that? Even is it? A, no, that's a Mustang. Uh, it's a Fender Mustang. That's a Mustang. Okay, that's a Mustang. Left-handed. That's what's throwing me. Okay, single coils. To south. So two switches on two switches on the top of the single coils that would turn them on and off. You're nailing it, no. Dane. That yeah, bottom one's a uh, that bottom one's a blade. Go, Dane. Go. Switches, yeah. In the center position, the pickup is off. You can swipe them either direction to turn the pickup on, so you don't have to remember. Oh, does it go to the right to turn it on, or do I turn it to the left to turn it on? The center position's off. Either direction turns it on. Dane, which switch which switch makes it sound as terrible as grunge music sounded in the nineties? Which switch be, did that? That would probably be like a rat pedal or the uh, DOD uh, the grunge pedal from MX MXR like fuzz that. box. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So this this guitar, what do they have as the estimate there, Johnny? I thought it was sorry, eight hundred K. So that's the opening meaning. Is it opening at 800? I thought I saw 800K somewhere. I mean, this thing... My, I'd love one. What What about the guitar, though, Dave? There it is, right there at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> 500 to 800. So very low reserve. That's pretty Meaning low for, for an opening the, bid, anyway. Well, well, here's the thing, and I, I've been in the auction business for, for a number of years with celebrity items like this. Um when it comes to something like this, the opening bid, the minimum bid being 500,000 means that's the reserve. Now, of course, this is going to easily hit reserve, but it entices people to get in the heat of bidding. That and has Jim Ursay written all over it. If you don't know who Jim Ursay is, I do. He is, he is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who yeah. has a tendency to drink um and and bid on auction items he owns like ringo stars drum kit well, he, he owns, loves he, he's a huge he music memorabilia guitars guy. he loves yes, he's celebrity a huge guitars. music memorabilia collector um this has him on it it has todd mcfarlane 
And as there are guys who collect this kind of stuff, this is right down their alley. Do not be surprised if you choose, if you've got the kind of money to bid on this guitar, that you will be competing with the owner of the Indianapolis Colts to buy this guitar. And I, I've, I have, I have I've no spoken, doubt about it. That I've dude bought a lot of the Floyd guitars. The nice, super nice guy. No, very, very sweet guy. His his, yeah. his reps very nice too. Yep. I've spoken to him because I, I have something in my collection that he would like. Um that is not for sale, but uh I know what he likes, I know what yep. he collects, yep. and he has the money to make things happen. Yep. So this this well, he's a billionaire with a B, so he can make it happen. Yeah, this absolutely that would be my guess of who's gonna win that. Yeah, he's gonna he's not gonna let this guitar go. He's a big rock fan, he's a big collector. I would not be shocked to find out that Jim Ursay buys this guitar. Yeah, and and I, I hey, give it a go, everyone. Give it a go. Paul, let put, me ask you your um Paul, let me ask you or John, let me ask you guys or Johnny. How do you think this guitar actually plays? As well as Kurt did. You know, I don't, I don't know. Shit. I, I don't know what action he liked. And I, I've, I, you know, it's a lefty too. So I can't even like judge. I know I wouldn't be comfortable playing it because I don't like that style of guitar. Yeah. Fenders are, I mean, you know, fenders are what they are. Um, you know what you're getting. I don't know that there's a big difference in a decent fender. Once you get to pass a certain level, they all play fairly the same. I've never had a fender. I've never had a decent Fender, and I say that, I mean, above the level of the Indonesian Squire, you know, Affinity Series, shit like that. Wow. I've never had one play poorly. That thing I mean, is I, a they short don't, They're scale. not great, but they're not No, they're not that poorly. thing is a short-scale guitar, so it's a 24-inch scale length. Your average Fender, 25 and a half. Right. So it's even a little bit smaller than a Gibson scale length. Yeah, it's a half-inch smaller than a Gibson. And, yeah, it's not good. It's going to be well, tight. It's left-handed, too, so none of us can play it. Yeah. It doesn't matter the condition of that thing. That was in that music video. It's a piece was, of history. That was... Huge piece of history. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but that was my generation's introduction to grunge music, was that guitar. Don't, don't be oh, that, that was that. the be song. Proud of that. Well, I, I mean, I don't hate to say it, but I mean, you guys... No, look, that. that was the song. That was the song <laughs> that... that that was like part heavy metal, part grunge, and it kind of was the perfect segue from one genre into channel the other. changing. It was the right song at, at the, the right, right time. time. Yeah, it Absolutely. was. It was. It is a as much as I am not a Nirvana fan, um, that song is a flashpoint, a tipping point a big bang, whatever you want to use, whatever superlative you want to use to talk about one of the 10 most important songs ever written. It is, it just is that changed the course of the entire world, both pop culture and musically. It is a supremely important song. Every bit as important as imagine from John Lennon, every bit as important as stairway to heaven, every bit as important as free bird dream on, Sweet Child of Mine, whatever important, the greatest rock songs, you know, Hotel California, Smells Like Teen Spirit, is that. I fucking don't like the song. Big Bottoms. I don't like, I don't like the band, but it is absolutely one of the most important songs ever written. It changed the course of music and world history. That's Darcy incredible. Blows. It's incredible. It's an incredible song, whether or not we like it or not. I liked it when it was called More Than a Feeling. 
<laughs> it and is. He, it's, it's more than a feeling. It's it's basically the same song. And Kurt it's, Cobain it's, could have played a really awesome, great playing left-handed Ibanez or a great playing guitar, but because of his hatred for the all the hair metal fans and the 80s music, he picked a piece of junk like that. Oh out of gosh. out of just hatred. Wow. Well, no, I think it's I think it's a great example of of minimalist <laughs> minimalist no possibility art. that he just I liked that. So, I mean, yeah, it might maybe maybe it was the only guitar he had at the time or he could afford. Nobody, I don't know that many people walk in and say, you know what, a '69 Mustang. That you know, unless I'm looking for a car, a '69 Mustang is not. I don't know if it's anybody's first choice. I think it's the guitar he picked up and went. All right, I kind of like the way this sounds. Let's play it. That that wasn't the first guitar he ever bought. I don't think. I don't know if it was or wasn't. I don't think he gave a shit. He I think he picked it up. I think it was in yeah. tune, and I think it sounded right for the song. Because like what year was it? Um, well, it that Nirvana came out, 1990. That was that was well, probably at least a twelve hundred dollar guitar in 1990. 91 was when was when uh, Nevermind came out. Yeah, and who knows if he actually used it on the recording? I mean, it's just it was no, it was he didn't. He probably didn't own that guitar at the time of the recording. He probably got that after he made a little bit of money. Yep, I love I love the the punk ethos of, but I like punk rock, so I like the punk ethos of Nirvana. I think Nirvana was overrated, um, but I think that their good stuff is very good. I think School is good. I think Love Buzz is good. I think All Apologies is the best song they ever wrote. Um, but Smells Like Teen Spirit was the song. It was a song that fucking changed the world. Um, for for better or worse, it's still the song that changed the world. Mm-hmm. And it gets played yeah. every day, all yep. day long. It's a massive song. It's super oh, important. Okay. Thank you, Johnny. Let me see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that. the thing. AI gaming. That Melvins, permanently, please, Johnny. The Melvins and, and, uh, and the Pixies and Sonic Youth um, and a lot of the bands that were responsible. There's, you know... Uh, and Crazy Horse, you know, I've said it before, Crazy Horse, and this might sound a little crazy to some people, King's X, Atomic Opera, Galactic Cowboys, that Houston sound, that, I mean, King's X, that huge wall of sound guitar, punchy, not the harmonies, but the, the musical sound of what King X did, King's X did, um, is is kind of the foundation for grunge as well. And yes, and, and Sabbath and the Beatles, obviously. Are the are the fucking starting point for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to some of that some of that King's X stuff, there's a lot of grunge in that. No, look, it was it was a generation of music after a long, long generation of metal. And you know, like I said, I'm not a grunge fan. Everybody in the stream knows it. But I can't deny how historic that band was, that song was, that yeah. video was. Sure. And this is going to be the new record holder. Here's my prediction. Going to be the new record holder of guitars that uh, Celebrity Guitar uh, sold at auction. What's Last interesting. one was $6 million. It was It was Kurt Cobain's as well. That's an interesting, it's an interesting 
um, concept too, because let's face it, despite what Rolling Stone says, Kurt Cobain was not a great guitar player. There's, I don't know anybody on the face of the earth that will call him a great guitar player. He's not. He was never a great guitar player, but he was certainly the guitar player in the most important band of his generation, um, and that counts for something. Whereas you got guys like Eric Clapton and David Gilmour and you know Les Paul and 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 Peter Green and Mike Bloomfield and Gary Moore and all of these amazing guitars that have gone up for auction. This will probably eclipse all of them. And it was played by the least talented guitar player of all time of, of, of that list. Um, Agreed. Because it's, it's not about, and that's, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not about being a great guitar player. If that were the case, Ingve Malmsteen would be a fucking household name. It's not it's about not being about a great, being a great singer. David Lee nope. Roth was not a great singer, but no, boy, and neither was is Bob Dylan. Neither was Bob Dylan, and neither is yep. Bruce Springsteen. But yep. it's about how they connect with the audience, and that's really what music is always about. Despite all the nonsense that we talk about on this show, and what bands we like, and what tribute shows should happen and stuff, love what you love because that's the right answer. Whatever music you like, you might fucking hate grunge, you might love grunge, you might love hair bands or hate hair bands, whatever it is. Love what you love. If it connects with you, then it's fucking good. Then it's yeah. good. What whatever yeah. it is, it's fucking good. Yeah, if it's country, if you like country or you like pop music, if you like Pink's music or John Mayer's music or whatever, fucking embrace it. That's Be the beauty. Music yeah. is a fucking gift. Um, and we should I'm with all... you, Drew SGS. <laughs> I'm with you, man. <laughs> and embrace the music you love. <laughs> yeah. If it sounds good, it is good. Yeah. Re embrace that, that music you love. Like I mean, like it. I've been listening to Social Distortion and Typo Negative for the past two weeks because it's just been fun. Social D. It's, it's been... funny. I was literally talking with a friend about um, social uh, about uh, Typo Negative the other day. Take away this ball and chain. Yeah, no. Social D is the band that it's really weird. It's not anybody's. I don't think it's anybody's favorite band. But when you find out Social D is playing, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I'll go. Like they're like Cheap Trick, and a couple other bands where you're they're just sort of there. They're easy listening punk rock. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't appreciate how good they are until you sit down and listen to them, and you're like. Oh yeah, and I don't know anybody that any music fan that doesn't like Social D. Yeah, there's a little story in every song. He writes little stories. He's, he's great. Like story he, of my life, great song. It's it's great shit, man. That that the Social D is one of those bands that, you know, they don't really sound like anybody else. They got sort of a cow punk feel to them, kind of a blues feel, kind of a punk rock feel. They've got, you know, there are very few bands like we talk about the Police. And we talk about corn, and, and you know, I'll use typo negative just because I had mentioned them a little bit earlier. Typo negative is one of those goth metal bands that should be revered in the same way that the Cure and Depeche Mode and New Order and the Ninth Design, the New Bouton, which is more industrial. But it's one of those bands that should be embraced as much as the Cure is because they were every bit as good as the Cure in Bauhaus. But because Peter Steele and that band were scary looking, they didn't have much <laughs> of a. They didn't have a very good a very good public image. So, and there's another great band public image that a lot of people, you know, don't appreciate, but you know what and, you said, and they're all great bands. A, you said they had a scary public image, but they appealed to a certain group. Sure. They did. Sure. They did. Like, here's a great example. Keith Campbell. I fucking hate Deftones. Hate, hate Deftones. That's okay. 
people love Deftones. People that love Deftones, there. I don't know that there's many middle of the ground Deftones fans. You either like them or you don't. I don't know that there's many many middle of the ground Deftones fans, but I could I'm be wrong. I'm cool with them. I'm cool with them. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't like whisper vocals. I don't like Deftones. I don't like Smashing Pumpkins. I don't like that, you know, that whisper thing. So you don't like Billie Eilish? No, but I do like Billie Idol. I'm a huge <laughs> Billie Idol fan. Playing with myself. Billy Idol is fucking great. Generation X was great. Steve Stevens, super underrated guitar player, in my opinion. Um, Billy Idol wrote fucking amazing mainstream punk rock songs. You really like that pokey, right, John? Yeah, pokey. This is cool, man. For for Kurt Cobain, diehards, this is like amazing stuff. No, they have they have a great great selection, and and shout out to Darren Julian because I'm friends with those guys. Um, I I know all the other auction houses. I love these guys. Um, uh, he's got a lot of Kurt's personal items there. You see the skateboard, and you know the guitar is the highlight. Obviously, that's sure. that's your showpiece. Yeah. But it's it's cool if you if you don't happen to own the Colts football team, you may try <laughs> for one of these drawings. Or his personal pokey doll. What is it? He had that shoved up his ass. What, what? A car. Does it smell like Courtney Love? That that it smells like doll? Teen Spirit. Ah. It sure does, baby. You um, may want his car to drag race with uh, with Chris Holmes's Firebird. Says he drew wait, that. AI gaming. Um, yeah, Billy Corgan is a pretty talented guy and a very very big Van Halen fan. Um, but I, I just don't like his music. His music doesn't move me. And that's okay, because it moves millions of other people, and that's fine. What if he took part on, in that tribute? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to take part in that tribute, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd rather see people that, that weren't known as trying to be Van Halen clones taking part. In, yeah, like Weezer. Like the guys in Weezer. And she, I, yeah, like I, think Weezer. I like I, Weezer. Weezer writes, I mean, look, fucking Hashpipe is a fantastic song. Hashpipe is a great fucking song. Um, I'm not a big fan of Undone. Uh, I don't like a lot of Weezer, but the Weezer I like, I really like. Hashpipe is fucking awesome. Um, Johnny, screen that call real quick. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It, l listen to what you dig, man, and don't let anybody tell you what you dig sucks. Except Mitch Malloy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Paulie, how would you feel if he was the, the one of the singers on that Van Halen tribute tour? I don't care who the singers are on that tribute tour is. I'm not going, even if it's David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. So I don't give a flying fuck. Let them let him have it. Yeah, can't try 55. I don't want Blue Rhino to meet Cobain's pokey. Paul, here's the deal, though. That's going to be a KSLX show. And Did they'll be, hey, Paul, we need, you, we need you to bring them on. I thought he said, Paul, where's that dildo? The Van Halen tribute's going to be a KSLX concert. You need to understand something, Dave. My, what I do for work and my personal opinion, you can separate those two. Um, the idea that the idea that millions of people l would love this Van Halen tribute show if they do, absolutely. Dude, what, I, what I do on the radio is not about me. It's about the audience. That's what performing sure. is about. You, you're not performing for you. Dude, if, if it was my radio station, two people would listen, me and John. <laughs> That's you know I mean it's 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 that's the I would the, definitely listen, Paulie. I would. Definitely you gotta keep you gotta keep your uh, uh, your personal, and that's the difference between music uh, that you enjoy and music that you that you work with. Um, which brings me back to what we were talking about with Mammoth and Guns and Roses. It was a good business move. Whether or not they want they're going after the same fan base is irrelevant. You're going after anybody that has seventeen ninety nine in their pocket that can buy your disc. 
That's business. Leo Safko. Leo Safko wins the internet. <laughs> I, well, I didn't see what Leo wrote. Let me look. He just quoted Dane. That's all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a, I mean, you know. For the hearing impaired watching the show. <laughs> I would like, uh, I would like that. Look, if it happens, I want it to be big and I want it to be successful. I may not like it, but that doesn't mean I want it to fail. That's that's a weird. That's that, see, that's where we are in in America in 2022. That's the point I was making in my post on Facebook, which is I know how the world works today. If you don't like it, it sucks, and that's nonsense. Because somebody pointed earlier, you know, the worst band in the world is Nickelback. Well, unless one guy has 30 million copies of their, their CD in, their in his basement, you're wrong. Yeah, it's not the worst band. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and by the way, when I say that, and, and, and Dane liked to bring this up last week, you know, you can have that opinion, but you're wrong. That doesn't mean I don't agree with you, but I have lots of opinions, but I'm wrong. Because the fucking world has voted, and the world wins. I fucking <laughs> hate the Eagles. I'm wrong, because the world loves the Eagles. I don't have to like the Eagles. Um, you, and that's you know, the same thing with, you, with Nickelback. Nickelback, dude, Side of a Bullet is a fucking great song. Uh, you know, there's, um, there's, Never Again is a great song. There's they another great band out songs. there that the, world, that the world likes. I'm not a fan of. Johnny, you have a photo of, the, of that band? Do you have the photo of that band? That uh, I don't know what the guy's name is, but uh, I hear he's sold a lot of albums. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Teach. Oh, there he the is. Children That's well. That's yeah, well, that guy, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, whether or not we think they're all assholes, and they are. I um, think they're meh. They have some fucking great songs. <laughs> they have some great songs, man. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to admit it, but some of those songs are pretty I, I, he fucking doesn't look good. A day over 35 either. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, some of those songs are fucking fantastic. Oh, they're great. <laughs> We got a call here for Paul. Oh. Hey. Hey, you're on. Hey, Paul, it's Paul's flag. I just got hey. a quick question for you. Um, right. I don't believe any... Johnny recorded this earlier. Uh, the first three. Um, you what? Kind of Nevada what was I, I, I don't What was that? Can you repeat that again? Real I, quick? I, Are you drunk? I don't think any of the first three King's X albums... Uh, have any kind of grunge influence or Nirvana influence? I didn't say yeah, the first three King's X albums. I said so King's I, X was... I'd love to know which songs Paul thinks that um, have that influence. It's not It's anyway, not the song, guys, it's the sonic... That's all I wanted to say. Well, I'll pull up King's X's catalog because I don't happen to have their CDs in front of me. But I'll point it out. It's not about the songs. It's about the tone and the sonic nature of King's Act. Yeah, King's X, uh, <laughs> tuned. It was their guitar tuning. I think they're a half step down drop D on most of their songs. Yeah. So that gives you that 90s tone that fat, right there. That fat feel to it. And it's big and fat. And yeah, they had a thick, uh, that one song, Dog Man. I uh, think pow was Power of Love is the, the chord. I mean, the way that song cranks in. That riff, the riffs and power of love are grunge sounding. Um, King has the, the again the chords, the, the sonic nature of those songs being presented are grunge in their tonal qualities. Um, and I've and I and I think I made the point when I was talking about King's X earlier. I don't mean vocally, and I don't mean the harmonies. I mean the sonic nature of King's X is absolutely uh, uh, paramount to the formation of grunge music or the the foundation 
of grunge music. There's a very, very similar tonal quality to what King's X was doing. And it's really not King's X. It was their, their producer, a guy named Sam Taylor. Uh, and Sam Taylor was real big. He had this wall of sound guitar thing. Galactic Cowboys have it. King's X had it. Um, and by the way, King's X didn't originally have it. King's X, when they were sneak preview um, back in Missouri, they didn't have that sort of sound. Sam Taylor, who was a guy in Houston, Texas, who had this, he had a sound not unlike Spencer Proffer did with Kick Axe and Quiet Riot, uh, and Bo Hill did with Rat. Because remember, Rat, when that, that Rat EP came out, doesn't sound anything like Invasion of Your Privacy. When Bo Hill got a hold of Rat, he changed their sonic nature, and they sounded way more different. Uh, the drums were different. If you listen to You Think You're Tough, listen to the drums and You Think You're Tough, you and then listen... Tough. And then listen to the drums in in uh, dance or 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 slip of the lip. Those are completely different sonic qualities. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Is Sam Taylor in Houston, Texas, who was the producer for Galactic Cowboys and Kings X and Atomic Opera, is absolutely responsible. And those and Kings X is the biggest of those three bands. Is absolutely responsible for what eventually got morphed. And a lot of those grunge bands. If you listen to them and you sit down and talk to them, we'll cite King's X as one of their favorite bands. Dane disagrees so much, Paulie. He left the show. Look at that. <laughs> could you could you imagine Dane doing like a newscast? And now the weather. Let's go to Dane for the weather. D Dane? 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 And I mean, and Black Flag is a fucking grunge song. I mean, obviously False now we're talking. False Flag is a grunge song. <laughs> False Flag! Um, the cook is never tired! False flag. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's not really about individual songs. It was about what Sam Taylor did with the band. Kings X is a fantastic band, Leo Safko. You really should check them out. They are they are an underrated gem. I I never could get into them. Um, oh, I, I think they're you're good, but I I just I tried. Over my head was the only oh. song that came close. Dude, and Prey it was, is a it was just that one song. riff. That one riff I thought was kind of cool, but that was pretty Ugh. much it. It was just like I just couldn't get into him. Oh, Ty Tabor is one of the one, one of the great guitar players of of his era. Maybe I'm missing something. I only have that one album. What was it? Um, the the one with "Over My Head." I bought uh, over over my head. It was uh, "Faith, Hope, Love." No, it was it was a different title. It was. Um, Oh, was that on Gretchen Goes to Nebraska? Yes, that one. Yeah. That's the one I have, and I wasn't impressed with it. Is oh, that, my is God. That oh, Jesus. Yeah, I do. What am I missing? I, I just, oh, I don't Gretchen know, I just is... never. No, just you're, never you're missing something. Me. You're missing something because you should go back and check. I mean, the burning down is fantastic. Maybe um, years later, it'll read send a message. Send a message is fantastic. No, they are. They are. King's X is a supreme band. Really good. But it, look, if you don't like them, that's fine. I think they're fucking outstanding. No, yeah, maybe I'm like I said, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it just it, it just didn't it didn't hit me the way that so many others Ugh. uh of that era I just like took right to the album, took right to the album, took right to the album. This I was like, mm, it's okay. It's not, you know. Uh, I think I know I a lot of people that like them. Uh, I love them. Love that band. Yeah. But that's, you know, again, as we were saying earlier, whatever you love is what you love. You like bands I fucking can't stand, so. Yeah, no, you're not a Danger Danger fan, right? Nope. No, Don't get it. Danger love, Danger, Firehouse. I love those me. guys. Both not of for those me. guys. Not for me. 
No, that's polished. all right. It's Steel it's Heart. Okay to agree to disagree. Oh, I love Steel Heart. Mike Mativic. What vocals on him? Yeah, Jim Gillette. What vocals on him? Well, <laughs> yeah. Jim. When I think Gillette, I think Razor. When I think Jim Gillette and Razor, I want to open my wrists. That's you know, that's that song. Nitro. Uh, uh. It makes it makes my testicles shrivel and my my anus puckers so tight you could Ugh. freaking just break rocks in there. What do you got there, Dane? I see you tinkling around there. What do you got there? Uh, nothing fancy. Just a little Ibanez that I've been working on all day. All right. Well, you're a good guitar builder. We appreciate that. I I just try to take something that's all beat up and bring it back to life. Uh, that's what I say when my penis is soft. Uh, so Gene Simmons, Paulie, you're going to love this. Have you heard Gene Simmons' new deal with Gibson? Oh, uh, he's got a new, new Thunderbird bass. Gene Simmons, for those not paying attention to, uh, to the music world, has cut a deal with Gibson. Gibson, if you notice, has been snapping up new endorsees left and right for their products. They got uh, Kirk Hammett. They got... Um, uh, Dave Mustaine. I mean, they're really, really on a on a on a binge. They're under new management. What since the last two years? Last year, two years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, yeah. And Caesar, they, Caesar's doing a great job with Gibson. They've really turned that company around. Their their guitars, the quality control has changed immensely. New Gibson which is from a about big deal. yes, I, from, the, from about the like, middle of. No, they've been they've been hit or miss for the better part of thirty years. I mean, you always uh, hear about like the la the at least the last twenty years. I've been saying hit or miss, usually yep. miss for me. For usually, me no, you're right. You're right. You've got to find. You've got to go and find the right one. Now, since about midway through 2019, when Caesar took over the company and they came out of bankruptcy, um, the quality of guitars in Gibson are elite again. They're an elite guitar maker again. Um, it's going to take a few years for, for the rest of the world to catch up to it. But the Gibson fanboys were first on board. And trust me, you're talking about people who are who absolutely want to shit all over that guitar company. You know, there's no no bigger critic in the Gibson world than Gibson fans. They fucking shit. It's the, it's the most amazing, weird thing. Um, they're the biggest haters on the planet. And even they're like, mm, I got to admit, these things are pretty fucking good. KXM no. Rock says the guy from Norm's Rare Guitars works there now. Well, no, he's just their their media guy. You're, you're talking about. Oh, um, okay. Oh, I know. I know who he's talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, that, anyway, they nailed. Yeah, my, they Mark Agnese. Mark Agnese, who's kind of a there douche, but he, okay. he, he I, I know. I know. He started the wrong podcast. And, yeah, he started he started off on the wrong foot, but he seems to have been slapped into place, and he's good guitar player. Really he's doing a better player. job. Yeah, good guitar well, player, look, but if, he if he exudes douchetastic. If Mark's doing a good job, God bless him, man. Yeah, I, he I exudes no- douchetastic. Let, let's put it this way. I know <laughs> that you told me, and I trust you implicitly with the feel of Gibsons because no, you're they're, they're a, big, a big Les Paul guy. Yeah. And I'm hit or miss with Les Pauls. I, you know, I for me, the quality of the last 20 years was like New Orleans, where it was either you find a winner, great, you find yep. the rest, they suck. Yep. Um you get From a good you, one and it's fantastic, but 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 it's you really have to search to get a good one. Prior to 2019, now they're they're more consistent. I mean, you're still going to get a dog in any company. I mean, any guitar company sure, is going to put out sure. a dog here and there. You're dealing with natural. You you're dealing with natural wood that flexes and shrinks, yeah. and you know not they're the not all going to be winners. But, now. 
but the, the 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 purpose is that you're saying that the quality control so if i find a 2020 2021 and up i'm gonna probably be happier than in the past i'll take your word at that and i, I, I i'll, I'll break out more. i have a 2020 uh les paul custom silver burst that i picked up it is fucking immaculate it's a beautiful guitar I'm but looking do- forward to trying one of the new ones. Yeah, you'll like it. I really am. I really am. Um, and anyway, they snapped up Gene Simmons. And Gene, of course, is the quintessential businessman, always cutting deals. Money. And, you know, m- money, 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 boys and girls. Money. And like what they. Money, please. Gene, how much uh, did they pay you to be an endorsee for a Gibson? A nominal fee. That's what I thought you would say. Yeah, a nominal um, fee. And, and what's really funny is um, Gene, I, I don't even recall Gene playing a bass like this. Thunderbirds? No, no. He played the old, he, he played an old. He played uh, the Punisher. He yeah, played, he played, he played a played Ripper. Old, he, yeah, he played a Ripper way back when in the 70s. Yeah. Or and that, maybe and that's, it was a grabber. Is it a grabber? Well, Gene, Gene's been known to grab her many, t- many, many girls. But yeah, <laughs> he's been known as a grabber. You remember they were, again, This that was the first time. Kiss was the first time I'd ever seen a band announce their instrument endorsements on their albums. Remember on the back of every Kiss album back in the day, it said yeah. Gibson play, Kiss plays Gibson guitars and Pearl drums because they want the very best. That's the uh-huh. first time I'd ever seen a commercial for for a, a music company on the back of any band's albums. They were oh, really yeah. way the, ahead the, of their and, time on that. And I thought that Definitely. was cool. I thought that it was, was cool. It absolutely was. And, yeah. and look, looking at this, so Gene, Gene, I guess, had some input or whatever and saying, you know, what he wanted in what they offered him, whatever way they worked it out. Gene has a new signature base. It's dubbed the G, uh, G2, like to the second power, I believe. And, um, you know, Gene they made the body big, it- so it covers his fat. If his covers his gut, and uh, he basically recommends it in Ebony. But the big part of this is, and I want you guys to watch this after the show, they did like a three-and-a-half-minute infomercial, like a mock infomercial, and it's this nerdy, skinny kid, like a teenager. You know, are you getting bullied? And Gene's playing a doctor. Yes, doctor. Dr. D. D. Munn. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. uh, and he's playing a doctor on an infomercial saying, are you getting bullied in school? Do women shun you? Do you need to, to be cool somehow? And, you know, you get ready because here's the solution. And this kid gets this bass and suddenly women are craving <sighs> all over him. And he's playing the cool guy in school and everyone wants to be his friend. And he's, you know, playing rock shows. And, you know, it's like an infomercial. Do you need this? Let me show you. Now there's the G2, the Gibson in Ebony. And it's Gene doing this voiceover as this doctor, basically saying this bass is the cure for your being a loser. But it's so well done. It's so funny to watch. You guys got to see this. Like, make a point to look this up on YouTube. Just, you know, put Gene Simmons Gibson commercial or whatever. And it's so funny seeing this. And it's like they really took some time to, to like, make this play out. You know, Gene must have been eating this up like the paycheck. And, um, you know, probably get something in perpetuity for everyone sold. I mean, he really went all out with this. And it's just a lot of fun to see the, this Gene Simmons bass infomercial. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I think Dane, you play bass. Dane, you play bass. Would you play that? 
Um, I, I no, because the strap comes off the front. You need strap locks on the front horn that comes in at you. The freaking back horn is sticking in your belly button, which is never a good feeling. No, I wouldn't. And it's super neck dive. You put it in your lap and it just falls down like that. I would say no, Gene, I wouldn't play that. Gene, what do you say to that? Well, uh, those who know, know that I love money. And Guitar Tommy has ordered several thousand of these. <laughs> No, I, so I, would look, you recommend this to Dane? What would you recommend? I, Dane seems to. I would like recommend it. this bass. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. I got a, I've got a brand new Gibson bass, and it's an expensive one too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the money. Monday. It's Won't gonna you give roll to me. right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got the Gibson. Every money. bass you buy. <laughs> Gives money to this guy. <laughs> Sharon spreads her thighs. Oh, boy. Give me the cash. <laughs> when you know, you know. Oh, gosh. Nope, that is a, uh, you know, look, Gene, it, it, Gibson is smart there. They are, they're doing what, what Dean did. Look, Dean was a, was a dead-in-the-water company until they started signing up all these endorsees. Um, I think then, Dean's in big trouble right now, honestly. Well, yeah, well, because their guitars are terrible. Um, Dean is in big trouble. Without dime, Dean is Dean is really they're, really suffering. They and, were and, stupid and to let that go. And Mustaine and a bunch of other guys, um, you know, they were smart. Uh, Dean was smart to sign all these endorsees. Um, and look, that was it's a it's what Ibanez did. It's what Charvel did back in the day. Except Charvel and Ibanez make great guitars, and Dean. Um, make affordable guitars manufactured offshore, um, and their quality is not great. If you can get an old Dean USA Cadillac, those are great guitars. Um, some of the old Dean USA stuff is good, but now it's all you know made in Asian countries, and and uh, and the quality control. It's like we were talking about with Gibson; it's not very good, and because of that, um, you know, people have moved on. And guys like Gibson, look, Gibson and Fender and Ibanez and Paul Reed Smith. Um, they're constantly improving the quality of their instruments. And um, in order for a, a company like Dean and a company like Washburn and some of these other companies, uh, ESP, in order to keep their guitars affordable or, you know, at a level that the average guitar player can, can make, they got to, they got to skimp on some production costs and quality costs money. And with inflation being what it is and with the, the economy being what it is, um, it's tough to be able to afford one of the premium guitar companies. But then on the other hand, if I'm only going to spend four or $500 on a guitar, why would I buy a new Dean when I can buy a used Ibanez or a used ESP or a used BC rich? You know what I mean? Uh, that's really what's what people are doing. They're deciding to go with the quality of the old, older guitars versus the new stuff. Yeah. And that Gene Simmons bass was basically designed in the 1960s before they yeah. thought about neck dive. 58, I think, right? And the, yeah, and all this. Yeah. So not Can't a very good design, up, but I don't like it. Can't try 55 brings up a good point. Where is that made? Oh, all Gibson guitars are USA made. Okay. So that is, if USA. it's not, if it's got Gibson's name on it, it's made in the USA. Uh, okay. in Indonesia, if it's got, um, um, Epiphone. Epi. Yeah, yeah, Epiphone is made in Asia, whatever, and it could be anywhere from Korea all the way to 
China. Keith Campbell says Dean is competing with Kiesel now. So Dean Probably. is breaking their guitars? Dean's selling garbage? <laughs> when did that start? No, I mean, those are all, those are all, you know, it's funny because there was a time when the quote-unquote budget model guitar, the distance between a budget model guitar and a premium model guitar was this was this distant. And the premium companies went, okay, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. And now they are better. And so that distance is noticeable. But there was a period of time when you could get an ESP or a Kramer or a Charvel that was every bit as good, if not better, than a Gibson or a Fender or a Gretsch or whatever, you know, whatever company you want to use for your premium guitar company uh, to put in there, PRS. Um, and now some of these other companies, you know, the premium guitar companies have gotten better. They've improved their product. And that's left these these middle of the road companies behind a little bit. And the only way that they can improve is by upping their prices and upping their, their manufacturing costs. Octopus here is wants to know why I hate on Kiesel yet support Swiss Picks. Because Swiss Picks is not a part of Kiesel. It's an independent company. Swiss Picks is a great company with a great owner. Swiss Picks supports our show. And Kiesel fucked over Jay Hannon as well as many other players. Their customer service sucks. And you could go online and find out why people are mad at Kiesel. The yeah, Jeff is Jeff is just a bad right, dude. The one thing they do right is support Jason Becker. And there's no wrong way to support Jason Becker. So I'll give Kiesel their due for supporting Jason Becker. But you know what? Jeff Kiesel has to stand by their fucking product. He has to respect their customers. If we shit on our audience, rather than just putting out a crappy quality show as we do, if we actually shit on you and said, fuck you and fuck you and fuck you, you wouldn't come back here and watch the fucking show every week, which we hope you do. Uh, no, you wouldn't. The fact is, though, Kiesel's customer service is terrible. You could Google it online and read a thousand testimonials. And, you know, I'm not going to stand by that. I'm not going to support that. And it's not just hearsay. I know people, including our own great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi, who has experienced this. And he's not the well, only one. What happens with Kiesel is every Kiesel is a custom-made guitar. So you don't get to go to Guitar Center and sit and play a Kiesel. You have to call them up and you have to say, or you go online and you say, hey, I want a green one with roasted maple and blah, blah, blah. And then they build it. And then six months later, they ship it to your house. And that's the first time you get to look at this thing. And then you're like, oh, there's a scratch right there. Oh, this roasted maple is white. And, and oh, my ebony board is maple. And so that's why you get so it's many. Not, it's not even, Dane, it's not even that they make mistakes. Mistakes happen. It's what you do to solve the problems don't, for your customers. It's how you don't stand be a by your product. Don't be yeah, a dick. Don't be a customer. Then the, the, the Kiso should just automatically say, okay, send it back. And it's yes, gonna be the customer is always right. Yeah. The customer is always right. If you're spending $2,000 on a fucking guitar, make it right. Yeah. Right. And, say, I I own, and you can I write it off. Mistakes. I and apparently Jeff Kiesel has said, hey, wait a minute, dude. That's what you ordered. And they, some of them come out a little greener than others. And yeah, yeah but that's yeah. not, yeah, that's not, not what I ordered. Order, not, not when what I, I order a white guitar. When yeah. I order a white guitar, it does not come out green. Not you in make my it book. fucking right. You yeah. make it you fucking make it right. right. You still look. Mistakes happen. It's what you do about. And you write them it off. To fix the problem. Yes. absolutely. You don't be yeah. a dick. By the way, I want to address Bozik. Bozik says the problem with Gibbs, in my opinion, is when LTD and ESP imported a Les Paul copy has locking tuners, stainless frets, 
and everything for $1,200 and a 3,000 Gibson doesn't have those specs, that's a problem. Only, only when those locking tuners are legit uh, Grover locking tuners and not Grover licensed Chinese junk and stay in tune. I don't care what tuners are on a guitar, to be honest with you, if it stays in tune. Um, what I do care about is the workmanship and the sound and the craftsmanship of the guitar. Um, you know, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean that I think the Gibson is better than the, than the ESP. I have an ESP USA Eclipse from 1998 that I would put up against any Gibson and, and it would probably win. It's a fucking fantastic made guitar, but the, the, the premium guitar companies have recognized that ESP and LTD are making better guitars and said, okay, we have to up our game. And so they have. And what, so now what's Keith, what's Keith Campbell saying uh, right there, explain that to me. Kiesel is not guitar center, Dane. What's he trying to say? I don't know. Keith, what are you trying to say? Well, Guitar Center just realizes they can just fucking think, you know, somebody will come in and come out and leave. Kiesel is a boutique guitar manufacturer. They're not a they're not somebody that can that just has like like Walmart. You don't get to pre play a Kiesel. You order it online and it shows up three months later, six months later. Yeah. So well, look, they are definitely not sometimes a you do find Center, them used at Guitar Center. I don't think I said them. they were Oh, sometimes you'll find a used one. Yeah. And then you have yeah. a chance to play it. Yeah. And Bo Zeke also brings up, well, Kiesel did sign Sophie uh, Sophie Lloyd as an endorsee. Hey, listen, Sophie Lloyd's a great player. I, I, I And they, they have other endorsees they've signed on. Obviously, they have Jason Becker. But they have other endorsees that I think are also great players. I don't blame the players for playing what they enjoy. I mean, you 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 tell someone, hey, we're going to give you free guitars, and they say, sure. Uh, they're not going to screw over their players. I'm sure Sophie Lloyd doesn't have Jeff Kiesel saying, yeah, no, I know you ordered purple, but it's oh. red, but that's on you. He, he's not going to say that. That's an endorsee. She's going to get whatever she wants. They recognize talent. Good for Sophie Lloyd. Great player, monster player, actually, if you watch her. Um, and her Kiesel's nice, but the fact is for your average customer, for your average, you and I guys, not you, Johnny, uh, but for everyone else, <laughs> they, they just don't respect us as customers. Johnny will get whatever he wants. Jeff Kiesel, Jeff yeah, Kiesel will be like, Johnny Bean. Okay. Yeah. Guitar <laughs> center just blows you up. I see what Keith is talking about now. They don't communicate with you. They just blow well, you up. Well, guitar That's center rarely has done to, to Jay. Well, Kiesel. no, I mean, I mean, all you have to do is watch a video of Jeff Kiesel and how he responds to criticism of his company. Um, he doesn't take you know, it. You're, take yeah, it. I mean, it's it's one thing when you've if you've done something wrong, then comp to it. But if people are being assholes to you, you know, don't let them don't let them shit on you. But if you've made a mistake, if somebody is paying thousands of dollars for a piece that they ordered online that they ordered specifically a specific way, and you don't deliver it. Then, then you either get your money back or they make it right. That's the way you should, and that's the cost of doing business. You're in a customer service business. The problem with Kiesel is he doesn't think anybody else can make guitars as well as he does, and he's wrong. There are several other great guitar boutique guitar makers that will make you the guitar that you want. If you've I, chosen Kiesel, he should be appreciative of that because every one of those guitars is, is expensive, and it's manpower hours, and it's labor, and it's your name. And if you put your name on something, there better be a level of, of craftsmanship or pride in it. 
You don't want your you name mean associated like Vinum with custom, Vinum <laughs> custom pickups, the way they are handcrafted uh, and handwound, a boutique uh, pickup like Vinum custom pickups. Proud sponsor of the show, Vinum custom pickups. Craig Vinum stands by his product. If we were going to get some of those Vinum, a while back, not, and I don't remember when that was coming. Those are going to come. Yeah, where's I ours? No, where's know. ours? Call Craig Vinum. Call yeah, Craig I don't Vinum. know. We, we, I remember. <laughs> I remember asking why, you know. But I'll somebody, tell you what, everyone's clamoring me and said, for them because yeah, I'm clamoring for them right now. We were told two years ago everyone that we were getting one that has them likes them. <laughs> so Vinum Custom Pickups, proud maker of the Mancuda Custom. Pink is the color, but make no mistake, you can get any color you want. He will hand wine pickups to your tastes, your needs, your requests, your requirements. Vinum Custom Pickups, truly a custom boutique pickup at an affordable price. Call Craig Vinum. Tell him you saw them on Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live, and Craig will take good care of you. Paulie, Johnny, you should call Craig Vinum and tell him to take care of you. Because the Vinum way- Custom Pickups are the greatest hand-wound custom boutique pickups that are advertised on this show. I want to go, go back to Bozik. Bozik, I'll ask you a question, and it's not confrontational. When's the last time you played a new Gibson? When's the last time you played a new Gibson and what was the quality control issue that they're lagging in? Because I, I am almost certain, almost certain that if you've picked up a Gibson made anywhere from the middle of 2019 to today, you don't have a quality control issue. I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain of it. Um, they have improved significantly. Now, as I said, you know, 20 minutes ago, it's going to take time for that word to get around. So if you're already, if you're saying Gibson is still lagging in quality for three grand, I, I I would like an example of that. Give me an example of of where that's happening because I don't see that happening right now. Even on the internet, where there's so many Gibs, so much Gibson hate, there's a reluctant acceptance that they've improved the product. There's a, I mean, that's even even the haters are are acknowledging that the product has improved. So if they're lagging in quality, if you can give me an example of that, I would love to love to hear it. Paul, right, put Paul, me in that put me in that category. I I've told you many a times I'm not happy with the last 20 years of Gibson, but I, I agree. Absolutely I am absolutely open-minded and willing based on what you said because I trust you. Yeah. Uh, that the new that ones the are fantastic. Changed. Management changes yep. have improved a lot of yep. companies. I've seen it. I'm willing to give Gibson a shot and see what a new Les Paul feels like. I want to try it. I'm anxious to try it. Here's the thing, all the things that they made that there were issues. First of all, uh, and again, I I'm not I don't want to come across like a Gibson fanboy, but we are talking about Gibson. So, what they've done since mid 2019 is they've split their their line into two separate divisions you've got the original collection and you've got the modern collection and one of the complaints about gibson over the years is they've been fucking with things they've been putting computer circuit boards instead of wiring at the old school with the orange drop capacitors and 50s wiring in the kind of way that was the classic thing you know when you buy a les paul or you buy a flying v you buy an sg you're buying it because you want to buy a classic guitar for that classic sound and made the way it was supposed to be made so they've split the two uh, models, and you've got the original collection and the and the modern collection. The original collection is made to specs like it was back in the 50s and 60s. The 50s collection has the thicker neck, and the, uh, the, the uh, pickups are wired similar to the old PAFs with the same sort of lower 7 to 8K output. Um, you know, the same switchcraft switches, the same knobs, the paint jobs are different. There's no 
routing of the body anymore. Everybody bitched about, even though it was it's such a, a, a bullshit complaint, the Swiss cheese holes. There's no Swiss cheese holes in the original collection. The weight relief. The, yeah, weight, the relief weight relief, holes. all that stuff. None of that stuff exists now. They're all solid. They're made the way they were made, obviously with upgraded materials and upgraded manufacturing processes. But they're made the way the classic Les Paul was made in the 50s and 60s original collection. The 60s collection has a thinner neck, has different pickups that are a little hotter because they're based upon the way the guitars were modified in the 80s when some of the 80s guys were using some of the later model Les Pauls. Then you've got the modern collection. The modern collection has the coil taps and the circuit boards and the PCB boards in the back where you can assign um, phase switches and, and polarity and all the nonsense that basically got away from the thing that was made a Les Paul special guitar. So as they were hit and miss under, under uh, Henry's stewardship, Cesar has said, okay, we're going to cut down the kind of mod the number of models that we make, and we're going to make the models the way that you have been bitching about for the past 30 years. And that's what they're doing. So if you've got a great, if you got an example, example, I'm going back and read. The main issue over the last few years, I played him at Guitar Center Sam Ash. Les Pauls always have tuning issues, but I get it. Yeah. They, but you know what? Les Pauls, that is not, that's not, a, that's the nut. You know, that's, that's common with a lot of guitars. No, no, the, the nut is running Kiesel. That's the nut. Fenders, fenders do that too. Fenders do that too. If a nut, if a nut isn't cut correctly, and that's, that's not, that's not Gibson. That's not unique to Gibson. That's, Every guitar company has that. D and G strings on most guitars, depending on how the angle of the, the string going down to the string tree and then to the tuning peg, those tend to run a little bit sharp. And the way you deal with that is you put a little graphite in the nut. And that's, by the way, that's that's like buying a car and bitching because you need to put oil in it once in a while. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be confrontational to you, but I will tell you, Les Pauls, I mean, that's been like that since day one. So do strats. Strats have that problem. Any guitar... Any guitar that has a headstock where you've got the string going to this angle, it's the angle of the string break on the D and the G. That is the hardest angle going to the highest point. That's the longest distance. And that might be a design flaw for, for the headstock, for the three-a-side headstock. But Gretsch's have that problem. Guilds have that problem. That is, a, that is unique to guitars. Guitars all have that problem. That is an issue that you have to deal with with the nut, the string gauge that you're using. I don't know that you can blame Gibson for that. But I'll give it to you. Yes, that is a known issue, and it tends to be bitched about more amongst Les Paul users. But you're right. But I don't know that that's I don't know that that's unique to to Les Pauls. And and yes, you do, Renus. You do add things in new cars all the time. Let me also tell. What the fudge? <laughs> I think that I think that's Gene Simmons saying, "Dane, please don't play my new bass." No, you know, we joke, but Dane is a pro player. Dane is and that's, uh, a bass player way, in a band, man. Renus, you're Lesson. absolutely wrong. The Les Paul is, a, yes, it is a 60-year-old uh, design, but jazz guitar players played up here a lot. Les Paul played up here a ton. Charlie Christian played up here a ton. Uh, it's not, it's not, it was not made for people who don't play above the 12th fret. That's absolutely incorrect. It's a jazz guitar player. It's a, it's a, a jazz guitar, the Les Paul was originally a, a jazz guitar and it's not played. made as a shredder guitar that's it's not, not made as a shredder guitar it's, it's not, not made as a shredder guitar but is made for people who play high on the neck absolutely hello uh hey just to touch on octopus yeah. here is real quick 
Uh, one second, one second. <clears throat> just okay. to put a touch on Octopus ears real quick. What do I think of Kiesel claiming they have vastly improved their customer service in the last year? Honestly, I, to be fair, I don't know. If, if, if anyone has had good experiences with Kiesel in the last year, I'm all for it. I hope they have. I hope they have changed their route. It's it's hard to imagine, but I can I can keep an open mind and, and say if they have, God bless them. Good for them and good for the, their customers, which is what it really is about. So go ahead. John. I heard a rumor that uh, Kiesel is not going to be at the NAM show this year. Oh, darn. I'll be there, though. Yes, oh. Drew. Yes, Drew SG60, the... the Hang on, Kurt. Uh, One second, yes, Kurt. Drew, Drew SG60, the, the, like the Les Paul, is a 70-year-old guitar, but it took them about five or six years to get the design solid. It wasn't until 57, 58 that they had the, you know, the tunematic bridge, the, the extra tailpiece. It took the first from 52 to 57. They were still working out the design. So the design of the Les Paul as we know it today um, really began, began in 57, 58. And real so, quick, but it is but it is a 70 year old design absolutely Rico b how are you 52 real, was the first year of the les paul real quick lindy lynch says i don't feel my twatty uh i'm happy <laughs> to feel your twatty oh come on oh wait, oh, wait tardy i'm sorry lindy I, my bad oh, my go, go ahead uh kurt go ahead kurt take care uh, rain is rain is rain is pinkle the neck does yeah. extend into the pickup cavity now they all yes, have, I will they have extend the long lindy's cavity they have the long tenon again it's actually much better kurt with a c i think Hey man, I, I just ha I just wanted to chime in again. Tonight is Paul's night. First, he was spot on on the Van Halen reunion or tribute thing, <laughs> and his little spiel on his little spiel on the left Paul just now was perfect. I just I don't know. I wanted to say if appreciated, yeah, pat yourself. It was perfect about the nut. He knows what he's talking about. He's not just blowing smoke. I dug it. So, you know. I'm well, look, thank you, Dan, for interrupting that. Uh <laughs> 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 hey, look, we are all happy Paulie is back and feeling a lot better. And and he's he oh, came in with uh, piss and vinegar. So he's, he's raring to go, man. He's been building up for two weeks. He's been ready to, like, rip apart subjects. Good for him. We're happy he's here. I'm Don't always my... have to agree with each other, boys and girls. Just have to be together. One happy family. Yeah, yeah. if we're talking about nuts, I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. Speaking of nuts, Lindy, what do you think of these? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Well, and, and, and Rena Spinkle on on the old Gibson guitars, that hide glue. This is where the difference was. On almost all Gibson guitars during the Henry era, they were made with a different different type of glue. Um, now it's the the hide glue that they used back in the day, obviously with a a, a different uh, chemical compound construction because uh, because the, the other stuff, the original hide glue, killed people because it had cancer causing agents in it. Um, but the new hide glue, the, the new glue that they're using to put those guitars better, uh, put, put together is better than it used to be. And that's, and again, those are all the complaints. All those complaints are absolutely valid and being addressed by the new management, which I think is great. And by the way, 
I'm I, I love Les Paul guitars, but I'm not a Gibson fanboy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna excuse some of the shit that they've put out. They put out a lot of garbage guitars, a lot of shit mistake guitars, and some of the Les Pauls they put out have been garbage. I mean, the two the entire 2015 year was fucking off. The robot tuner was a bad idea. The access is a bad idea. Um, you know, some of the some of the, the the PCB board where you have to take the back cover off and adjust it to get the pickup. I mean, they were just they were the Les Paul robot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they the string Les Paul garbage. They yeah, smashed like a whole series of guitars with a tank. Did you guys see that a few years ago? Yeah, they, yeah, they were garbage. Uh, Johnny Heartbreaker, the, 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 no. the Gibson X model where they smashed them all. Yeah, there were there was so many garbage. That's was pretty fun. Yeah, that was, robot just sucked. I mean, I love the blue burst finish on it, but it really was not a great guitar. And thank you, Brock. Appreciate that, man. No, they've made they've made Gibson has made a lot of mistakes over the years. Um, and they know that. And that's why they went into fucking bankruptcy. That's why they were getting their asses kicked by look, this is I would this is a 2010. It's a 2010. This is not a Gibson. This is this is a Fujigen. Um, made by and you like made, the quality of that, right? This is a fantastic fucking guitar. It's got Gibson T tops in it. Um, but this is this guitar in 2010 was better than what Gibson was putting out, without a doubt. It's got Grovers on it. It's handmade. The only thing it doesn't have is the fret nibs, but you know that's binding. That's a personal choice. This guitar is solid. Um, it's it sounds fucking fantastic. This in 2010 was better than what Gibson was making, so I own this. I've got some Gibsons and I love I have some Gibsons, but I like Les Pauls. But Fujigen, Greco, Tokai, uh, Edwards, um, Orville, which are Japanese, they're made also by by Fujigen. Um, and, and the ESPs, the ESP Eclipses, a lot of those guitars crush Gibson. This crushes most Gibsons. I have no I have no problem playing this. I would play this over. I and you notice this is the one that's out of that I play more. I have a bunch of Gibson Les Pauls, but this is the one that I play because it feels great and I enjoy it. Can we also point out that Slash was not playing Gibsons originally? He no. played ghost ghost builds of Gibsons. So let, let's just remember that. Yep, Slash's guitars were not Gibsons. They were made by a guy named Chris Derrig and another, another guy named Max Baronet. And the Gibson guitars that are Slash models now, the Slash Appetite and all those all those Gibson slash signature models are based upon Chris Derrick and Max Baronet's designs, not Gibson designs. I saw a Facebook uh, picture today, a post, and um, Slash is taking his uh, BC Rich uh, Warlock, the red one, out on tour bitch. with him. BC Rich bitch. No, he he was actually, uh, Dane's right, BC Rich built oh, him a, a new Warlock as oh, well. Oh, did they? All right. Slash Slash oh. likes BC Rich bitches, and he has a bunch of them. Uh, oh. And that's usually his other signature guitar. He plays those because he likes them, not because he's endorsed by them. But uh, the Warlock, which was an early pick of Slash's back in the early, early days of Guns N' Roses, he's back to he has a red one now on tour that he just got I, from the company. It looks very nice. Corrected. All right. I stand corrected. I didn't know what he was doing. It's interesting. I'm surprised that he's that BC Rich. But that Gibson has no problem with him doing that because he is now under contract to Gibson as a brand ambassador, so to speak. And he has signature and he has signature models with them. Four, yes, four so or five I, of them. I am very surprised that that Gibson is that that must have been written into the deal. 
that Slash is like, look, I can do this as long as it's not a kind of guitar that you make. I would assume that Sla that's kind Slash of Slash has always been a major, major fan of BC Rich from oh, the yeah. early days. As a as a teenager, he played Mockingbird. Uh, he liked Bitches since the early days. He, mm -hmm. he liked the Warlock since the early days. Slash's new Warlock. It's it's like there it is There's right the Warlock, there. Yeah. Or is that or is that an early photo, Johnny? Or is that a recent? Looks, an early, uh, looks like an earlier one. That's, that's an early. Okay, yeah, that's, that's an earlier early. one. He has one very similar to that with a different headstock, a standard three by three headstock, um, but it looks otherwise like that. It's a it's a red red warlock, very cool body style. I mean, that's truly metal. Uh, really quick, just touching on uh, we were talking about um, uh, Gibson Les Pauls earlier. Heinrich Ostergaard, uh, who was the, uh, the dirty looks le le dirty looks lead singer and guitarist. I remember he loved Les Pauls, but he was. Uh, picked as an endorsee by Ibanez, and they built him what he felt was a better quality Les Paul than Ibanez. He got to pick out the wood and the top and the whole nine yards, and he brought them old Les Paul pickups and wiring and says, here, put those in. And if you've ever heard Dirty Looks as a band, you know their tone, tone. Mm -hmm. was incredible. Uh, and and really, really, that that guitar, I know who owns it now, uh, since he's passed away um and and he says it's it's an incredible playing guitar equally worthy of any vintage les paul he's ever played and he's played a bunch of them well you you and dane both know that i own a guitar that is that's better than any les paul any gibson les paul um, i do indeed and it is um very and, slash worthy yeah it's it, in fact he could end up owning it at some point um it's I a it's uh, in your will to me yeah <laughs> Um, and it's, it is the best Les Paul. I mean, I'll grab it and show it. I rarely break the guitar out. Um, but I what? don't want it. Yes. Mama Kuda's getting all excited. She's yanking her panties down and rubbing her clit. Paulie's going to oh. whip it out and show it. Oh God. Yes. I've waited for this day. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, I'll grab it just because we're talking about it. Hang on. Okay. Mama Kuda, by the way, spoke to me the other day. She's, she's like, you know, I really like the name Renus Pinkle. I can't stop saying it. I said, that's pretty funny. I'll, I'll make sure he knows that on the air. Our beloved Renus Pinkle. And she, she thinks Dane is the cutest thing in the world. He's kind of like a little blonde puppy dog. He's nice. I like Dane. Yeah. Mom's a big Dane fan. There you go. Look how adorable that little man is. <laughs> 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 yeah but mama mama kuda's getting the big double-ended dildo ready she's she's waiting for paulie oh. to bring out bring out his hog there you go if you haven't hit the like button by today because uh we're working hard for your money uh hit the like button on the video we appreciate that smash the like button and subscribe because why not Speaking yeah. of Mama Kuda's 90-year-old pumpkin nectar vagina, delicious bang energy oh, drink. God. Delicious bang energy drink. When you want something to moisten your mouth, bang energy drink is right there for you. <laughs> Does not taste like my mother's vag, but delicious wow. purple haze, a yummy grape flavor is today's flavor. Thank you, bang energy drink. And thank you, Lindy Lynch, for just smashing it. Mm. <laughs> 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 Ooh, yeah thank you keith campbell who sends mama kuda all love thank you everyone who sends love to mama kuda there we go 
And uh, Bozik wants to know, does, does Mama Kuda know we talk about her on the show? Mama Kuda watches the show live. She is upstairs right now in horror at the embarrassment I bring to our family name. Yes. Mm-hmm. She absolutely knows. Yep, big fan. Big uh, fan. Every, every Wednesday morning I hear a loud, oh, no, you disappointed the family again. How embarrassing. Oh, why do you say such things? Lindy Lynch sends hi to Mama Kuda. Lindy, you could say hi to her at the wedding. So, Who's John, wedding? when are you when are you showing your guitar? When Lindy and I get married. Uh, I don't know. How long do we want to go tonight? Five more minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> all right. So, Paul, you show your guitar. I'll show my yeah, guitar. This is this is John's opening act. Um, and normally our wedding, I, Lindy. Our wedding. Normally, I wouldn't do this, but this is the best Les Paul I've ever owned. Um. It is, it is, yeah, this Ooh, is la, a, la. this is not a Gibson Les Paul. What? I know what you're thinking. What? Hey, but it looks what? like a, I'll play the role. It looks like a Les Paul, Paulie. It looks like a really nice Les Paul. What is it then? This is a replica Les Paul, not a Chipson, not a Chipson. This guitar. Whoa. Thank you. Lemmy. It's not this, kind of a broken headstock like other Les like, Pauls. I hear a woman. Sometimes shown, right? No. No, but if you look <laughs> at the, I mean, you look at the inlays. I mean, it is perfectly aged. This guitar. Looks beautiful. This guitar was made by Max Baronet. Who? Is the guy who built Slash's Les Paul's. Wait and a minute, Paulie, I hear them. those are of insane quality, and those are like what <laughs> Slash played during the Appetite for Destruction era, and I hear they're insanely rare, valuable, and desirable. They is absolutely are. It is absolutely one of those. Thank you for noticing. Thank um, you for showing. Max, Max no longer makes guitars, um, but this Shout was made... Shout out to Max, by the way, personal friend of the show. This was made uh, well over 20 years ago out of at least 75-year-old Honduran mahogany, which is what they made the 1959 Les Paul out of, and at least 50 to 75-year-old Brazilian rosewood on the uh, on the fretboard. Um, and it has vintage parts. All the parts are vintage to the, to the year. The pickups have been replaced. They are hand-wound PAF replicas. They ohm out at about 7, 9 to 8. Um, in each and it is and this was refinished by dave johnson up in las vegas which is why it's so clean but it's not really clean it's 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 absolutely aged um it is based upon and this was handmade by max baronet um and i will not tell you what the guitar is worth but if you do a guitar search on what max baronet guitars sell for there is a huge huge range and they are this is not as expensive as a real 59 but it's not as cheap as a custom shop 59. And um, you really can't get them. You really can't, you can't get, them. get them. This is a very, very rare guitar. Um, it is a very valuable guitar. Um, I rarely take it out of its case um, because it is one of those guitars. It's like the, it's like the, um, the Nigel Tufnell guitar. You can't look at it. It can't be played. Don't, don't look at it. I do play it. I do play it once in a while. Um, as a treat. Yeah, just, just one G chord for it us. Is, well, quick. it's it's probably out of tune because it's been sitting in the play a C chord. Oh, Pluck a G string. 
Yeah, it's out of tune because it's been sitting in the Perfect case forever. Perfect tune. Yep. Well, you should have jammed with Johnny. Uh, you should have jammed with Johnny and I three weeks ago when we uh, did the out of tune, out of tune concert. Um, no, but it a is a video. A complete video on that guitar is on the Zim's Guitars YouTube channel. Yes, it is. About two months ago, we did. We talked about that guitar, and we got really up close shots of it. Yeah. It is um, a um there you go. It is a it is a fucking phenomenal piece of art. Um and it was now here's what it is. So Max he uh he built a jig to cut his guitars and this Jiggity. is based this is based on <laughs> Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend had a 1959 Les Paul that he loaned Max and Max basically took all of the measurements from Pete Townsend's 1959. So this is a replica of Pete Townsend's 59 Les Paul. It is a Max Baronet 59 Les Paul replica. And it is the absolute pinnacle of my guitar collection. It's and stunning. It is a phenomenal guitar. I mean, it was built so that it doesn't even have the pickup holes drilled in it because that's how Slash liked them. That's how Max built them. Um, and it is, it's a fucking amazing guitar um and yeah there is a video of it where you can hear it plugged in and playing and it is it and is, johnny uh, will put a link in his description to my uh yeah to that video i hope thank you johnny and it's weird because you know like max baronet guitars and shit you have to thank have you, you have to have provenance for them and shit so there's like uh, there's a letter and like all of these things that that prove what it is yeah um, and, and uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but he, he didn't just buy this on a whim. He actually talked to. Max. Yeah. I talked to people. I talked to people. Literally Max was, I made a phone call to somebody with Max in the room to verify it's, it's authenticity. Um, so people that it is remain nameless, but yep. Yes. But that's yeah. Your, people that are literally to confirm with Max. Yes. Yeah. I literally I'll, called I'll and double checked on it. Yeah. I double checked yeah, on it. I have communications with the people. Max, We'll verify that this is his guitar, and it's fucking awesome. If you love Les Paul guitars, if you can't get a real fifty-nine, this is the best fake fifty-nine you can buy. Unless you can Amanda find a Coombs. Unless you can find a uh, um, a Chris Derrick, but Chris died in nineteen eighty-seven, so it's going to be very difficult to find those. And Max hasn't made these in probably fifteen twenty years. Um, and when he, he did, it was very rare and very expensive. Yeah, you had to you had to order them. You know, it was a personal order thing. And he changed it. He stopped putting the Gibson logo on the top of the headstock um, and changed the design of the headstock and put his own name near the end when he stopped building guitars. So there you go. That's the opening act to John's guitar. Nice. And, uh, and speaking goes, of... And it, you notice how gingerly of, I am with that guitar? I'm like very, yeah. very delicate with it. Don't, you know? break it. Don't drop that. <laughs> speaking oh, of Ginger no. and Marianne, uh, we have Amanda Coombs and Lindy Lynch in the chat. <laughs> Girl fight, girl fight. Oh, scissors, scissors, scissors. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, today's show and tell guitar brought to, oh my brought to you by the greatest kill switches in the market. Johnny, a professional level kill switch I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tessie switch. I'm talking about Tessie switch, baby. Tessie switch, Tessie switch, Tessie switch. These 
are the ones you want. If you want a professional level kill switch put into your guitars, you want to go with a Tessie switch. Those are the ones you could beat up and beat up and beat up. Beat it like you do your meat. Smash it like you do your dick in the shower. Beat it like it owes you money. Tessie switch. Those are the ones you want. Professional grade kill switches, all sizes and shapes. Tessie switch on your guitar and of course if you want to hot rod your guitar i mean you want to go the full max you got tessie switch you got vinum custom pickups now you want to go for noiseless springs tuners a titanium bridge you want to go to fu-tone.com fu-tone.com the great hot rod center for your guitars they got everything they got everything and i mean everything you want to get noiseless springs, you want titanium saddles, you want a new bridge, you want a whole hot rodded guitar ready to go, fu-tone.com is where you want to go. fu-tone.com, proud sponsor on the Johnny Bean channel and of Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. That's Johnny right there. There he is. Johnny likes stuff from fu-tone. We all like stuff from fu-tone. We all like Tessie Switch, Vine and Pickups, Swiss Picks. Bang Energy Drink, Delicious Kernels, Gourmet Popcorn, and more. We like all our sponsors because they support us, and we want you to support them, unlike Dane does, because he's gone again. <laughs> there goes Dane. <laughs> there goes Dane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those, those, those are all the brands you want to buy. Today's Show & Tell Guitar. I gave you the clue that there was a blue hippo emoji shown earlier in the chat. I have blue rhino, my little partner sidekick right there. And blue. today is another blue animal as today's show and tell guitar. So ladies and gentlemen, Johnny, if you please. Look oh my gosh. Look nice. at that thing. Right, right there, Johnny. I gotta find the video. Have you been thinking about selling your vehicle? No. No, I have not. <laughs> After tonight, yeah. <laughs> have you thought about selling your vehicle to buy more guitars? Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you thought about selling your vehicle to buy? More Got it. Guitars? You got it. Okay. This is a Roscoe. Roscoe, for those that don't know, is a boutique or was briefly a boutique guitar builder that made handmade guitars. He made them briefly and now is one of the number one builders of boutique level handmade bases out there. Roscoe, very, very rare. This is only one of two I've ever owned. Roscoe guitars are so freaking good, but you can't find the damn things. Not these, not the metal ones. This particular one was hand-painted by Keith Roscoe, who still makes these incredible boutique bases. Look at that. This is a almost 3D blue and white Bengal tiger. Such a pretty 3D kind of effect on that, um, on that paint job. Now look at that. Really, really nice on that. And a maple board. These these necks are really nice. It's a maple board with hand-done inlays. Keith himself did this one. 
I got confirmation on that. And look at those inlays. Really, really cool. Hands-on inlays on a really nice, dirty maple board. And check this shit out. Do you guys know these pickups? Bartolini pickups. Oh, yeah. Bartolinis are cool. And these were custom-made at the time in conjunction with Roscoe. They still do custom mm -hmm. Bartolini pickups for Roscoe bases. But this was when they had their guitars. These Bartolini pickups sound amazing, but they were custom tuned for Roscoe guitars. So even if you found one on, on the, on the market, an old Bartolini pickup, unless it came out of a Roscoe, it's going to sound different. They wanted a specific tone for the Roscoe guitars that you wouldn't get out of Bartolini's normal pickups. So they're basically hot rodded Bartolini pickups. And look at that. What do we got there? That is a Floyd Rose, boys and girls. Yes, sir. Bob. You got a volume tuner and a five-way selector. Screw my old guy, Les Paul. Let's shred. Les who? <laughs> Look at that. No, Roscoe's are... That's a rare fucking I, guitar. I, I love like the staining the of the neck. I like the... Yeah, I like the way the, the maple neck... You could see exactly where it was played. Look how clean the top is and how dirty the rest is. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one other Roscoe guitar, and it was an 80s Warrior. And uh, just an insanely good guitar. This one, no less. And again, matching painted headstock. I don't know if this was like a NAM display guitar or what, because the Roscoe's usually didn't have a painted uh, um, headstock. And, and Keith Roscoe personally painted this one and did the hands-on inlays, which are also very rare, because Roscoe doesn't usually have these inlays. So either it was a custom order or maybe a display guitar for Nam. I'm not sure, but I am sure that Keith himself did this one um, and all the uh, the little extras on it. But this thing is great. I mean, these things really, really play nice. They feel good. It's a very heavy guitar. It's solid as a rock. Please not don't so bump much, it into your microphone. Yeah, not so much heavy. That, that was my leg, actually. But um, oh. And the microphone's over there. <laughs> um. But uh, really, really well-made guitar. I love the feel of the dirty maple neck. Like I said, when, when a neck gets dirty, and I always say this, the oils from your finger make it super slick and beautiful. I grip it like I do my cock. And it's about the same. No, it's really not. But the, uh, the tuner is the same size as my cock. And look at those tuners. Aren't they cool? And I, I like their their logo, too. I like Roscoe's logo. Again, they only made these for like one or two years uh, during the height of the 80s, like 87, I believe, they were made. And uh, then he just went back onto bases. He just wanted to throw some into the, you know, everyone was jumping on the shred guitar bandwagon. There was a huge demand for shredder guitars. He said, hey, I make great bases. I'll bet I can make great guitars. He did. And then he basically went back to bases, and he's he's done bases since that day. But uh, you won't see Roscoe guitars very often. And um, I remember one one specific graphic really caught my eye, and it was a woman sucking a dick, and it was positioned on here so that the dick looked like it was coming out of the guitarist. If the guitarist like held it down here. It looked like the woman graphic was sucking the guitarist dick. Really, really a great one. I think that one was done by Pamelina. 
if I remember. Uh, but really, really very, very cool guitars. Just a nice feeling shredder guitar. If you get a chance to get one and it's, you know, one of the shredder ones with the pointy headstock, go for it. Because I know originally they made it with like a really goofy headstock. Um, and, um, you know, it, it wasn't a very attractive guitar. They made some natural woods that were just like, okay, the, the ones you really want are the graphics. The graphic ones, if you can get one or something from that era with the, the pointed headstock, you really want one. I highly, highly recommend them. Very cool. Roscoe Guitars, 1987 Strat, custom Bartolini pickups, hand done by Keith Roscoe himself. And that is your show and tell guitar of the week. Let's see what we got in the chat. Let's see. Leo Safko had Bartolini's in his old Charvel bass. Yeah, I had Bartolini's in an Ibanez bass. These particular Bartolini's, uh, I've played Bartolini's before. And they're yeah. great. They're really, really good pickups. They're like hot. Wally said, very hot. And these were particularly tuned, um, I guess, by request to be a little different by Keith Roscoe. Uh, that's that's just what he wanted. It's what he ordered, and it's what he got. Uh, let's see. Uh, Amanda says it has the curves of a woman. Ooh la la! Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, let's you see made it else. weird. I really did, right? Yeah, you made it weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Amanda likes the logo. Also, I also like the logo. I thought it was a very 80s hairband looking logo. Look how cool that is. With the tuners fitting right in the middle of the letters. I dig that. I like the pointed headstock, too. I think they got it right. Really good design. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think the, the 3d effect you can get it when you turn it a certain way, uh, and your eyes focus on it. You really, you do dive into it. Um, yeah, it's, I like, it's really neat, right? I like that finish a lot more than a lot of the guitars that you, you show. And that's sort of a bluish purple, like a midnight blue. Yeah. Like a midnight um, blue, but you can see yeah. the way they gray toned it over the white, that it looks kind of 3d, like it's standing yeah. maybe a half inch over the white. And it's interesting. It it's like, it's like a lot of those, um, I don't want to say Escher, but what a lot of, a lot of those optical illusion, um, guitar finishes where sometimes you focus on the dark and sometimes you focus on the light. And when you focus on each one of them, the guitar takes on a different texture immediately. When you focus on the white, the dark pops differently. When you focus on the dark, the white comes forward. Um, it's like those pictures you see on Facebook, you know, where they have people try to tell you whether or not it's a blue or a green dress. Um, that guitar has that sort of same uh, uh, optical illusion to your eyes when they focus on the different the different features of the guitar. It's really it's an impressive look. It's one of the more unique guitars that you own. Thank you. And if you stare into it long enough, you could see a sailboat. If you, uh, it's focus. a schooner. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's uh, a beautiful mall rats pull right there for those of you that didn't get it. <laughs> Let's see. A schooner. It's a fucking sailboat, you idiot. 
Kai Matthews is. Why don't I see it? <laughs> Kai is asking if I have any of Satchel's guitars. I do have um, a very old gunslinger that used to belong to him, a blue with pink hot rod flames that used like to belong to Satchel. I love that we accept that he's Satchel now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's no longer Russ, Russ, Russ Parrish. Russ Parrish is, is yeah. a gone name. Now doesn't exist kind of, anymore. He's Satchel. I do I do own one of Satchel's uh I'm Just like guitar. Ralph Ralph Sainz has gone from being Michael Diamond to Michael Starr. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just, we just accept it. We're just cool with hey, it. Listen, so, uh, you know, some guy named Saul Hudson is now Slash. Go yeah. figure. You know? I, um, by the way, I asked, worked. I asked a trivia question this morning. We do a, 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 you know, a trivia game where I put people up against my partner, Mark, to see who knows more. And one of the trivia questions was, C.C. DeVille's real name is uh, uh, Christopher, Char Christopher Charles DeVille. Uh, true or false? His real name is Christopher Charles DeVille. And the person guessed true. I'm like, you fucking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been C.H. DeVille. Yeah. Christopher uh, Charles DeVille. I'm like, no, it's Cadillac Coupe DeVille, you dummy. No, his real name was uh, 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 David, Seville, David Seville, formerly the Chipmunks <laughs> band. Yes, David Seville. Yes, but I love that. I was like, Christopher Charles DeVille. And the guy was like, true? <laughs> No. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, when when Jay Hannon says "bear" instead of "meh," it's a different word. He's saying "bear" as in "bear." Bear. Meh. Meh is what uh, David Crosby says about Eddie Van Halen. So. Oh, Renus Pinkle. His real name is a long duck dong. No more <laughs> Yankee, my wanky. The dong any food. Uh, let's see. And thank you, Kurt. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so Satchel's guitar that I own—it's—it's it's an old uh, BC Rich Gunslinger, blue with pink flames, and it was when they were not known as Steel Panther, when they were known earlier as Metal um, School or Metal Shop, as as neither actually the, when they were doing the Danger Kitty, oh, Danger years, Kitty, which which they were actually technically known as as Metal School and Metal Shop also. Yeah, Danger Kitty was just owned by Discover Card. And what's what's really funny is, yeah, if you look back, you could probably find it on YouTube. You could look up a Steel Panther Discover Card commercial or Danger Kitty. And um, this guitar was in that commercial, and, and he was touring with it at the time under metal school. And at some point, um, I guess it, it went to a studio, and they bought it or repossessed it or whatever happened. And I got it from that recording studio, but he never knew what happened to that guitar. He was always wondering where it wound up. And I ran into him at Nam, and I told him I owned it. And he was like all over the place, happy about it. Cause he says to this day, I have a poster of that guitar over my bed and I still admire it. If you ever get rid of it, let me know. I'd love to get that back. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite gunslingers, so it's not going anywhere, but, um, it's it's still a fun commercial if you look at the Danger Kitty Discover Card commercial on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I remember that commercial. All right, we get we I gotta go. It's three and a half, three and a half hours in. I think we I think we all gotta go. Um, let's Johnny let's has to go get, play GTA. Johnny's gotta go count some money and uh, <laughs> I've got the flu. Listen, listen. We we all we all want to thank our audience because we love, appreciate, and respect you, especially appreciate. Um, and he's, let's he's give, chilling right now. Let's let's ask for everyone to hit the like button and say thank you, especially to our beloved channel members. Johnny has 
post to them, even with a timer blocking some of those names. Uh, yeah, that's I'd money well spent to, right there. I'd still love to read them. If, if only that Don't read them. Did. It takes too long. We only have another half hour. <laughs> no, listen. I, I They're right there. there. They're right there. I Tell somebody, just pause. Just pause Very the show and read them yourself. Yeah, if you look Take at to them, screen, it's not blocked. There's, there's a lot of names on there. You can let's see. So we we can see them. Let's look at let's look at my uh, live stream. Let's see. Let's uh, see. I only got I got to go to bed. Let's see. All right. Let, I'll read them real fast. Thank you too. to our channel members. David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Kenny Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick, Bobby Dukakis, Small Mouth Guy, Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, Majestic PB and J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James S5150, James Gumwayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G Music Therapy, Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green. The Chad, Christopher Live, Sawa, All Dave, All Night, Murph, Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2, R3, Locking Nut, Six Cheek 71, John Marana, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt, 5150, KXM Rock, R Hab, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes, me, Nicole Morazic, Brian Spaulding, False Flag, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr., that's Bruce, Thomas Santiago, Lenny Lou, Feel Better, my little geriatric sex kitten, Mary, Bozik, and Steve Carmichael. Also, Steve Carmichael. Ah, Picani, ah, Picani, ah, Picani. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Carlos, my house sitter. Shout out to my buddy, Mike Murs. Shout out to Erica and her wife, Sophie. Shout out to Paulie Snot, snot Rag. <laughs> Paulie do got the bike week crud. Thank you to Dane Zimmerman. Check out Zim's guitars if you're in Arizona. Say hi to our buddy Dane. Of course, thank you, the great Neander Paul and Johnny Bean raking in the cash tonight. <laughs> Hit the like button and leave comments on the video. We love to get comments. We love and thank you and appreciate you. And uh, we'd love to see you hit us on review on Google. Thank you, everybody. Yes, please. Please. please Anything so else, much. guys? Anything else? Uh, We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, talking Van Halen on Twitch. Fuck Mitch Malloy. Woo! There it is. Oh my! He will God. not be in the Van Halen tribute. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not if Paulie has anything to say about it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is the good news. If I put the nose, the pick up my nose this time, it would never have even reached my sinuses. It would have been just stuck in the gloop of the. Or like stuck in. It was like dropping a guitar pick in a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be spanking up a batch of my special mayonnaise oh. for anyone that wants to place an order. Hip Metalworks with the big rec pull. Nice job. Nice. We're going to end this thing? Cool. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.
Be nice to each other out there. Yeah, be nice to us. Well, he keep doing that. I'm going to masturbate to that sound. This is the sound I leave on uh, school children's telephone messages. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 